This is Real Talk Real Talk Radio This is Real Talk High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk Real Talk This is Real Talk Real Talk Radio This is Real Talk High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk Real Talk Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you. Uh, all right, so we here for yet another. You want to do it? All right, uh, so we're here. Y'all, yo, this 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 quality is trash. Quality for the live. Well, look like I ain't recording at a cell phone store. <laughs> it looks like it's just, this is some of the worst quality I've seen in a while. It was not this bad last week. That's all right. We already here now. All right, so welcome to like, another man, I'm about to say something real off the wall. <laughs> look like that Mike Brown surveillance video. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. That is not cool. All right, <laughs> as always, I am your host. Uh, what is my name? I'm your host, Jesse Jones. James. James. Uh, we know your real name now, Jesse. James. <laughs> your road dog, Jesse James. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Well, this is starting off really <laughs> already gone messy. <laughs> road dog. Bumble. How's Billy Gunn doing? I don't. I don't. Can I? Can I get the intro before you start asking random questions that got nothing to do with what we doing? Anyway, we got. Uh, you gonna talk to me like that? <laughs> you said he's the host. Because I am. I'm the host, Jesse Jones, along with he's the host, the not your dad. Along with the passage crew. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> this is this late real. Y'all so childish. I'm gonna be the Bernard Jordan of the group. This is this is why I don't like dealing with this. You marry him. That's why I like dealing. You do that. You gotta sound like my Angelus. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, this is your master prophet. <laughs> oh, man. This is your uh, master this is prophet, beloved. I'm literally trying to get this to get this in and out, in and out of time. <laughs> I promise y'all, I'm trying to get this up. Y'all see who I do. Y'all know what this is. <laughs> Every week. This is what you ever And I'm sleeping boy, I'm in rare form. Y'all about to get it tonight. So like I said, I'm your host, Jesse Jones, along with the Pastors crew and the extra if over here. Someone. We got right across from me. I'm gonna let him start because y'all already talking. Right across from me, we have Believe one and only God's bullet, Apostle JC Wallace. <laughs> now we ain't got nothing to say. Believe them. <laughs> If someone shows you who they are, oh. believe them. <laughs> much. Then we have the prolific life of the unrepentant Judas. Pastor Edward Aaron Jordan. What the unrepentant Judas? Then, of course, we have this Mother Love, the one and only. Saturday evening. Y'all heard me. I did the intro, so we all did it. I did what I said I was 
So we in now. What a joy it is to be alive in the land of the living. It's going to be so hard to do this podcast today, y'all. Y'all don't even understand. I am the Archbishop. I'm trying. I am not Maya Angelou. I am the Archbishop. Bernard Jordan. The Master Prophet. I love the way you said the Master. If you would text this number, you will get your personal prophecy for free. For free. You do you do a We just bill it to your cell phone bill. That is the plan. Oh my god. Let's take my boy out of What's this on my bill? Your What's personal prophecy. <laughs> I got a PP bill. What's Give a new PP load personal prophecy. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. While y'all are at y'all, go ahead and share the stuff while, while we. While we, oh, we share. share what? <laughs> uh-huh. Someone has my phone. I ain't got your phone. I have my phone. I wasn't. I have not. Ooh, phone. your name's someone? <laughs> Who has your phone? Apparently, somebody's a little touchy. You look guilty, ain't you? And they, and they feel it. You look dead in my face when someone had my phone. That's because my face is. I'm you didn't trying. turn to make notion that Taylor had your phone. So, Maya, <laughs> Maya, you trying to throw Taylor underneath the bus on live around the world. Why do you say my government name? Because Maya trying to blame you. It's, it's Taylor Dane. Or what else be in my phone? Yay! Maya, you supposed to be over here talking. We be clubbing. My my Angela, you think I look like such trash? So I think I think I mean, maybe I was facing. It looked like we get a robber bank. We Let's go ahead and jump in, into this dog on podcast and find out what the heck we're going to talk about. Sweet Vidalia is a great. They never gonna stop. So. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all sharing everything so we can get started? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm looking for it. <laughs> you got that granddaddy. You're right. Oh, uh, tell God. the story. I can't even lean back, man, because I block you if I'm leaning back. God, dog. You're just messing up everything. Well. And then we also have um, some special guests in the studio audience. The studio audience. <laughs> We're moving up in the world, y'all. We got Sony cameras. We got studio I didn't call him anything. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't even mention this. You trying to put words in a man's mouth. All right, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started, I guess. As soon as as soon as they see, I'm trying to turn the volume down on on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can know you either not you either not involved your, your mind is gone or, or you get old. He's right in the mic. He's watching in the mic. This is interesting. This is a good show. Commenting. I didn't comment. I, I commented. <laughs> Greetings, Earthling. <laughs> Y'all, I promise y'all, I'm trying, I'm trying to get us together. I promise you, Ryan. We're going to get through it. <laughs> I will get there. You're making this with your Facebook. I will get there. He does got Jeffrey as his profile. Why do you do that? Jeffrey who? He didn't say him. Oh, look like Jeffrey Dahmer. I swear to God. Nah, it's Nick. It's Nick Saban with the drip, with the drip crying Jordan face. Wow. Poor Nick Saban. So... Oh, okay, okay. Let's get it together. Let's get it together. 
What happened? It's like George and Bill Cosby. Oh, God. I'm gonna try to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do that man like that? <laughs> Why? Why? Why you do that man like that? For y'all who are just listening to the podcast on Anchor, oh, on Amazon, on Google Play, or whatever, you are missing something. To be. We are. 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 Y'all need to go ahead and get on 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 the Real Talk Facebook page or the Real Talk YouTube channel because we're not streaming live on the YouTube channel, but this video will be up available on the on the Real Talk YouTube channel as well. Cause some stuff now you just gonna have to be able to see to get to get why that's funny. That that picture was hilarious. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> uh, oh no, you know what? I can do it a whole other way. I forgot. What that's that's uh your page. Hmm. Was that was that uh, JC's? Pro- yeah. yeah. Hold up. Hold up. You know, also they said that if um, if I did a celebrity, I was more likely to marry Scarlett Johansson. They lied. They lied. The biggest Maybe hatchet face. Hatchet face. I can see it. You see a whole lot of things that ain't true, so so we we used to that. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, y'all. No. You might marry the sister from Toys. Toys with LL Cool J. Oh, <laughs> this is what this is what this is what the, the, what Jay is look what see, we look put at up. This is Scarlett Johansson. They lied. I need all y'all to see what this is, <laughs> cause why oh, you put it up there on the screen? Yeah, oh, I did a screen share. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it should. Poor Nick. Did it you close out the uh, porno tab? So they go see that at the top of the screen. <laughs> I can see the Pornhub logo from here. Well, <laughs> I'm I mean, First of all, he went, first of all, let's see what his search no, engine second is. Second of all, no, the, ju- fa- the fact, judgment free, the okay. fact, the fact that Thick he midgets. would say, okay. <laughs> the fact that he would say he can see it from that Thick far away, midgets, Jesse, let you really? know exactly what 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 he can see. Big Ebony midgets, Jesse, Jesus Christ! They can't find the figures. Y'all get y'all Got get the front size figures over here. You mouth in your mouth as you hold them in your hand. Uh, <laughs> what's also funny about this is as soon as I took the uh, screenshot off, I looked at the phone, I realized my wife is on here. She's saying, hey, hey, ma- hey, baby. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you are going to This something going on here. I'm going to tell you a little bit. You got two tired black men right here. It's about to go. Two, nigga. I'm tired of my dog on self, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I see you got so my, you got the whole show. Hey, yeah, you got to get a different pony. The three amigos, my little buttercup has a sweetest smile. I was like, did he have a dear little buttercup? Won't you stay a while? You and I must settle down at all the things we do. Here we go. Here we go. Do for y'all who are on the podcast. We gonna dear little buttercup, sweet little buttercup, my little buttercup. I love you. For y'all who are on the live. 
the entire Nah, list. you can keep that rolling. No, All right, no, we ready. I'm, Let's go. I'm ready. I'm a, I'm a, I need, I'm a, I need the intro music. Every good soup black hero has theme music. That's what Jack Spade said. Oh, I'm gonna get you sucker. Y'all are rare for <laughs> y'all. I ain't did a thing. The rarest of rare. I have done nothing. I'm gonna. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. Do up, do up, do up, do up. All right, let's go. Let's do it. What's the first topic? Our fearless leader. Hold on, let's go. We gonna come right back and, and get into, into the actual podcast right after this. We'll be right. You better not cut in this, Jesse. And we back, we back, we back like Herschel, like Herschel Walker's pistol on his wife. Um, anyhow, <laughs> we, we back like Herschel Walker, Walker's prop badge from the debate. Did y'all see this Negro? This Negro, they said we. Uh, he oh said God. he lied about. He lies about everything. He was never believed. This nigga whipped out a fake. Share badge. Yes, I was like, what? This is not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he got it from Dollar Tree. Yeah, yeah. This nigga lies about everything. This nigga lies. He lies more than Jay Jordan, and that's saying something. That's saying something. Wow. You know what? Y'all kind of look alike. <laughs> wow. He talk like you post. He do. I'm running for office next year. You might as well. You might as well. If Herschel Walker can can get this far, you might as well. Right. Would you with me? Weak. Yes. Sorry. What are you wearing? I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Show more beauty. Possess the sahi. You know you can be your campaign manager. IYF Church. No, no, because I am, I am, I am, church is trying to take over his church, trying to take over his members. That's what the prophet said. The prophet said, prophet said IYF is trying to take over yeah. his church. Yeah, that, yeah, Did I they really say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I told him, she, he told, she, the lady told him that IYF is a snake in the grass. Oh, my goodness. You watch out for him. You, you try to cut your own feet off, Kobe. <laughs> Wow. For y'all who don't understand why that's funny as, as all get out. <laughs> Jay Jordan, I want You got to insane. stop commenting from your other page. They think somebody is trying to infiltrate. <laughs> that's, what, right. that's what she said. She said the spirit of the Lord had told me. Goodbye, Tom. Watch out. I had a dream, and IYF was swallowing up you up whole. You need to, you need to watch I've out for it. I seen IYF teleporting to your room one night. <laughs> So Conception. <laughs> you know who this IYF is? They're trying to take all the money. Conception. All right, all right, all right. We, we came back from break so we can be serious. Okay. Conception. Okay. It's the legacy of the IYF. IYF will never get between us. Conception. IYF is having contractions in y'all's behalf. <laughs> In prayer. Man, <laughs> 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 the whole thing is We trying to do this, but we hey, ain't doing it. It ain't working. We got a whole, I got a whole baby spiritual out there. Uh, so spirit. Yeah. IYF, IVF. All right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get together. Let's get together. All right, so. All right, we here. Let's get, let's go ahead and get this this first topic out. The, it, it, Why out has the there way. never been a mascot that's a black man to have for sports? It's always Indians. It's that spirit of IYF. What you want them to be? The Cleveland slaves? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
The Atlanta, Atlanta Runaways? Yeah. The Michigan Runaways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Atlanta Runaways. Georgia Cotton Pickers? What, what's going on? The Tennessee North Stars. All right. <laughs> the Alabama Porch Monkeys. That's what you want. That's what you want. Hey. Huh? <laughs> Mississippi Coast. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas tar baby. Hey man, listen. What's wrong with you? Columbus Cornhuskers. Oh, <laughs> we got the Cincinnati Freedom Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. All right, come on. We okay. got to get into this. We got actually, actually got numbers coming. Let's go ahead and get this. All right, so let's start off with the first topic. Did you no, put, no, no. Did stop. you put prophetic on there? <laughs> no, I should too. Hold on. All right, so. All right, so while I'm getting, I, I, I'm going to introduce the topic. Y'all talk about that. I put prophetic in there. All right, so. Um, yeah, this is your topic, Jason. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm going to introduce it. Y'all talk to me. You had the multi task, bro. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk about this. Y'all got a different one y'all want to deal with? Other than, other no, let's do the, um, let's do, let's just get, let's get it on. Yeah, I've been waiting on this. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, like a month ago now, by, by now, um, uh, uh, Bishop Jakes had, had, uh, given his daughter, I don't know if I'm going to say anointed, ordained, the given, they whatever. They call him the mantle He did say the mantle fall, but mantling is a wanting oh, to bind him thing. Yeah, because she coined the phrase. Rest. Uh, yeah, so uh, he, 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 he is turned, well, he's officially turned. You take it to higher heights. <laughs> He has officially turned uh, "Woman Thou Art Loose" over to his daughter. Yeah, he's like evolved uh, or something. And yeah, they changed the name. Now it's called "Woman Evolve." Um, and I, I, while I was li- watching that happen, because I, I didn't really care at first, I'll be honest with you, until I kept seeing, um, kept seeing people talk about it and be upset about it. I'm like, what the heck did Jake's do? That's so bad. So then I watched. I was like, oh, he just passed on to her. And I was thinking, you know, well, they ain't got it all, Mister Shrewd, in the first place, anyway, because they talk, say, talking about he passed it, his ministry on her, like nigga, he is. That's li- literally that's what uh, the first time I heard about. That's what I thought was going on. Was like he was stepping down, and he was gonna give. He's giving her the pot of house. She's the new pastor of the pot of house. So, oh, okay, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she can't preach for real, for real. You ever watch her preach Mm-mm. with the sound off? Yeah, it was weird. It looked like she got bars. She'd be up there. I can't call me a Cardi B. <laughs> this Negro said, what the, why would you watch somebody preach with the sound? I just, one night, I just, you know, you know okay. I was like, yeah, she like, she's spitting. It's okay, because I do it this too. This nigga's spitting. And some, <laughs> and some preachers actually look weird and kind of scary. Nah, she look like yeah. she got bars. I don't she, know anybody she, that don't look, that doesn't look weird with the sound no, off. But no, nah, she look like she got uh, flow, yeah. like Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> hate you so much. The fact that it took you so long to catch it, and I hate you for saying it. But like, so I was trying to root team. But but my thought was like, so what is the body of Christ problem with legacy and passing things down? Like, what is isn't that what you're supposed to? Was Jake supposed to have it to the day he died, or they just got a problem that he he he's giving it to his daughter, which because people is are also the, good. They're, they're used to this that that brand, and they may not. 
they don't people don't always they don't they're not used to seeing people pass mantle down anyway. Or pass the baton down by someone's door up. But it, I, I think I don't think that is necessarily passing down a middle, honestly. I don't think that's don't the issue it. that people have. Mm-hmm. I think it's who it's being passed to. Mm-hmm. And wondering if that person is worthy enough or equipped enough to fill such a big role or, you know, a pivotal, you know, move or whatever. Like for example, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Um, when Eddie Long died, he already had his successor lined up. Now, I won't speak any further on that because yeah, we'll see how that went. But um, then um, recently, uh, Bishop Weeks, um, I mean, Pastor Weeks, I don't think it's Bishop. Uh, Pastor Weeks, uh, Meeks, Meeks, sorry. Yeah, because I'm like, Weeks. I was wondering who Weeks like, yeah. I, I, I was thinking during the discussion. Nah, uh, Thomas, Thomas Meeks. Um, um, he announced that um, that his successor, who will be taking over here soon, um, and, and that's huge. From you know, um, because Mick still got a lot left in his tank, mm-hmm. but he realized that now was the time. And just listening to him talk about it, I mean, the person that he picked was is a phenomenal preacher, um, a phenomenal man of God, a person that is going to appeal both to the older, younger generation and draw more people in. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate when people have, well, Sharp. Yeah. You know, everybody was trying to figure out why Charles Jenkins was retiring. Yeah. You know, being as young as he is, you know what I'm saying? But Sharp, Sharp. has probably been the this most stellar pastor through this pandemic. I mean, he got the church literally right before the world shut down. And the church has not skipped a beat. He has successfully navigated the ship through turbulent time. And it's just that when people have the foresight to know when it's time Mm -hmm. and to who it passed down to and have been grooming that person. Like, for example, Meeks, um, the guy that he picked as successor was, grew up under him in ministry was his understudy. He's pastoring somewhere else in Chicago. I think it's Progressive Baptist Church, which is another prominent church in the city of Chicago. But being able to know like, hey, I know you're pastoring here, but you know you know your work is ultimately here. You know what I'm saying? But just being able to have the foresight to know when it's time, because I think that it's important that we get under this mindset that the church should not die with the pastor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the things that I respect, uh, and I can only speak from the Baptist perspective because that's what I know, but I love it when I hear Baptist churches celebrating 145 years mm-hmm. of history. And then they have a well laid out um, succession of leaders and all of their accomplishments. If you ever look at the history the, uh, uh, on, their, on their, their church history, on their websites and stuff like that, it has when he came in, what he accomplished, when he left, how he went on, if he died or whatever the case may be, all the way up into the current pastor. I think it's so important because even if, even with um, things like apostolic succession, they say that you're supposed to be able to, if you are truly called as an apostle, um, that you should be able to trace your lineage back to 
the original disciples. Mm -hmm. um, that's what they say. Now, we look at some of these niggas out here now. <laughs> ain't no way you can tell me that they came from Nick Thomas. <laughs> Down Thomas. Like, and so it's it's just that I think succession is a very uh, important thing that we don't talk about a lot in the body of Christ. And I think that people have a, a, a distaste for it um, because of who they're passing down to, whether or not they feel they're equipped for it. Now, my what I feel po possibly is the reasoning in terms of Jake's case is the fact that Sarah's a woman. I was I literally and I don't myself. think that with, even with as much as the embracing and acceptance of women in ministry has come over the years, there are a lot of people who are still not embracing and accepting of that. And and I don't I don't want to say this and you know get in too much trouble about it, but. I don't necessarily have an issue with people who are still struggling with accepting it. Mm -hmm. Now, if your argument is simply that that's what the Bible says because it is not, then, you know, then we need to have a discussion. But I also understand that when Paul wrote letters mm -hmm. to specific churches, he wrote because of a specific thing happening. And so I could see somebody taking that position because of what they see happening in their congregation or in their reformation and saying, until we get a, a, a address on this, we're not gonna ordain women in ministry or whatever the case may be. Now, just totally not embracing under the guise that this is what the word of God says, that's, that's an error. That's 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 false doctrine. That's that's faulty translation because that's not what was happening. But I think that we have to be open to embracing that what works in one person's house doesn't always work in somebody else's house because that's literally why Paul had to write letters to each church because what worked in Corinthians did not work in Ephesus mm -hmm. and vice versa. And so, you know, we have to be tolerant of people who take that position and it's not ill intent or it, uh, under any guise of malice or whatever the case may be. But I think that in that particular case, they weren't embracing it that because one, women that are loose has been synonymous with TD Jakes. Just as much as manpower and mega fest. Why the, why the, I think it's also why the name change took place as well. Yeah. Because literally the name change not only describes, hey, this is a different person who's heading this, mm -hmm. but as Jake said, what it should do. Mm -hmm. She's calling it out woman evolved because this thing now has run its course to now it's going to, how many times do you need to lose? Mm -hmm. When are you now going to take a next step and grow and do something more? And so, like, I looked at it and I was like, well, this, 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 this backlash is stupid. I said it was stupid because I was like, I get, I'm, I'm with you, I get to a degree uh, people who struggle with it. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in favor mm -hmm. of them and, and I don't agree with them, but I understand it if they have a logical kind of conception as to why uh, that, they don't, that they have an issue with women in ministry or whatever. I, I, I think, however, they have to be open to, one... Like you said, this ain't your house. But most of the people who had an issue with it are not attenders of the Potter's house, and probably have never been to a woman's hour loose conference ever. So, you have an issue with something you're not supporting, and doesn't really pertain to you. Uh, then I, I, it's like so. 
you you're, you have an issue with this person because of whatever, then just don't deal with them. Don't deal with the thing. Like it's not like Jake's is going away. Mm-hmm. And, I, and to me, I think not only is it smart spiritually, but it's smart practically for him to do this while while he's alive, because but, he can help her navigate yeah. the beginning. And I and I and I agree with that because I understand that like even with myself, a lot of people have a lot of reservations, and they not necessarily have to do with her um, being a woman in ministry. But I, it's the same reservations that I would if it was a male successor. Mm-hmm. Um, just having listened to some of the messages and things of that nature and knowing that it's a trend amongst a lot of newer emerging leaders mm-hmm. to not be doctrinally sound in their delivery. They're more of influencers and motivational speakers and life mm-hmm. coaches than they are pastors, preachers, and prophets. Right. And so you get stupid stuff like God 1.0, 2.0, 3 Mike Todd. That was just dumb. <laughs> um, I love how you slipped the name. Like, you know, it's just, just ignorant stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that she said anything because I believe that her heart is genuine mm-hmm. and she really wants to see women involved. I think that is a very uh, fitting transition mm-hmm. from loose to evolve mm-hmm. okay now that you come out of this baggage and this bondage now it's time for you to evolve from that place because it's just like the children of Israel they came out of Egypt but they didn't evolve and that's why they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years mm-hmm. evolution is necessary um, it's a necessary part of growth Mm-hmm. And I think people fail to realize that it's not that yeah. that you are uh, necessarily becoming something else. Mm-hmm. You're becoming a better version of yourself, a more advanced version of yourself, or whatever the case may be. And so you have to learn how to reinvent the wheel as it became to your calling, your destiny, your purpose, and just even how you handle your life and how you see yourself. So I think that's a very, very um, that was very strategic. Mm-hmm. I think it was very powerful. And I think the world needed to see that, especially from somebody at the caliber of somebody like T.D. Jakes, Um, because you don't expect leaders, Mm -hmm. um, especially coming from his background, denominational makeup and all that kind of stuff, to be so embracing of women in ministry. You know, um, there are still a lot of uh, denominations and reformations that are not embracing of women pastors, bishops, none of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so without having to call it, we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first took my first um, pastorate outside of Ohio in Kansas City, which is church is still part of our covenant, um, they were not accepting of women in leadership at all. They didn't even believe in praise dancers. You know, women could not touch the pulpit unless they was uh, pouring juice in the pa- pastor's uh, pitcher and Oof. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, otherwise, if they wanted to get in nonsense, they had their own podium down there on the floor. Wow. You know, they were not allowed to teach men, you know, even in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. That was the that was a start Baptist position. I was dealing with like they still believed in they still had stuff like BTU and Baptist Baptist Training Union and what Baptists believe and all that kind of stuff or things that you still had to go through. Which I I still think that people should deal with what Baptists believe if you join up a Baptist denomination because 
these new Baptists don't believe what Baptists believe. Um, it's totally different beliefs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it ain't even full gospel Baptist right. at this point. Um, He's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that eight Baptist. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Caesar? Um, and so it's like. <laughs> so, like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, it, there has to be. Um, I, th- I think that, like I was saying, it, it's a, it was very powerful f- for them to see somebody of the caliber of T.D. Jakes take that position because a lot of people look to him cross-denominationally. Mm-hmm. You know, that he is regarded, you know, he is literally America's bishop. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, that's white, black, Chinese, whatever. They all call he him. is yep. America's bishop. If, if there's something going on in a Reformation denomination, fellowship, uh, church, Jakes is called in, you know, to set order. So I think that it was very important for them to see it from somebody like him. Because seeing it from somebody like me, you, Jay, you know what I'm saying? Well, not really Jay, because, you know, he let everybody preach. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. That's true. <laughs> so he, he he would let a, if a if a cat strayed in mid service, he would hand it the microphone. If you can't say amen, say out. <laughs> if you can't say amen, say me out. <laughs> so yeah. So I have, I have a question, and, and I'm gonna direct it straight to you for two reasons. One, because um, you're the only woman uh, on the podcast at the moment, so you got to speak for women. Sorry. You ain't got to speak for all of them, but you got to give one's perspective. But two, um, because former of Baptist. the statement, because of the statement itself as statement. well. Um, Who's former Baptist? Nicodemus. Because of the statement as well, I think it's 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 it'd be fitting. Stop it to um <laughs> to to hear from you say it. So the post said that they were talking about um, the few that were really praising this moment. Yeah. On top, and the post basically said something to the effect of. Um, so we're praising Sarah Jakes, and she was uh, she she uh, had a, had a child out of wedlock, and all these you know her her journey is well documented. All this all this stuff that she'd been through, right? And yet we still condemn the women in our church. <coughs> What's wrong with this picture? And as a woman who also is in ministry. Yeah, have you embraced the Sarahs in your church or something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Um, how does that? How does this moment hit you, if at all? Because you could be like, it is what it is. But how does it? How does? Uh, how does it hit you? And statements like that, do you still see? That? I know, I know your your lying crazy husband over here. He he uh, he's not gonna be the one to allow arrows at you, but. Still, you still. How do you see this? Uh, do, do you see these kinds of, uh, of issues as a woman in, in ministry, where it's like, oh my God, why is she? Why is she up with a microphone in her hand? Why is she talking? Why is she praying? Why is she doing anything other than shining his shoes and bringing him his cape while he sweats? It was sweaty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown. Thankfully, I've, I've at least, I mean, I definitely know it exists. I've never seen anything to that extreme of, mm-hmm. of the whole, just bring it, bring the man his cape. Um, but I, I definitely grew up in that, like, we do talk about a lot of things wrong with kind of like new church. But one thing that was wrong when I was a kid, you know, is the way that women were stigmatized 
at least in my experience for everything not even just having babies out of wedlock wearing wild colors wearing makeup wearing hoop earrings like I do come from that era so it was refreshing to see that um that public um that public passing on um from Bishop Jakes so I also feel like what is y'all doing I just stood back so you could be seen. I don't know what you laughing at. Yeah, <laughs> right? That was just out of nowhere. You know your husband's a three-year-old toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all pray. But um but I think it was I'm just you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what JC was saying, it, it is good to see because um it's something that Don't piggyback off me, I got a bad back. <laughs> We, 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 we gonna pray for it. <laughs> no, that, that, that's what got him the bad back in the first place. Right, somebody pray. pray. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came from y'all's loins. <laughs> Tell y'all gonna blame some deep things on me. It, it, Certainly it, another guy. Was, was it or was it not? It came, it came from a guy that was in Columbus, Ohio. It came from a guy who you was covering. It came from a guy. It came from a guy who was under. It came from a guy that you don't like. I know mama. Okay, I, listen. I have, in order to not like somebody. I, never mind. Never go, go ahead, Maya. I'm sorry. Your, your husband did, did. He did. He did all this. Go ahead. I didn't do nothing. I'm over here. Mama, I'm sitting Hey, 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 hey. Grown folks talking. Grown folks talking. Go ahead, folks. You trying to you trying to promote stuff in the middle of the podcast? But yeah, um, I think honestly, honestly, if you take the woman part out of it, it's good to see someone pass something on. Well, I mean, pass something all the time. No, that gas, that gas. We talk, we talk about, we talk about stuff that people want. We talking about that. Jay Z will pass something so terrible. Stop it, because I know, I know you gonna stop it. But. And and quite frankly, I think that um, I I've just I watched it happen all the time, and I, I honestly, you know, no no offense or no shots to anyone or any denomination, but I just think that people are so used to holding on to things. Um, I think it kind of stems from our beginnings as a people in this country, um, and I think that from just not having much, I think that. Uh, ministry and um, and church in the in the black community is one of the few things that is ours in a way, um, and I think that people I do think that's really the source of why people hold on to it. I don't think it's really anything but that. That's just my opinion. Um, so, with all that, you know, the roots of that and everything, it's just good to see somebody. You know, feel good about letting the. That's messed up what they did to Kunta's foot, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that didn't. the chicken George fan himself. They did not have to cut his foot like that, but that I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like we we are so used to just whatever we get, we gotta hold on to it, and I think that by putting legacy in its proper place and, and realizing that we have, that that there's actually legacy to pass down is just a beautiful thing because one thing about most people as well is when you see someone that you find as relatable when they do something that makes you feel like you can do it mm-hmm. so perhaps 
least it's at least hopeful for me that people will see that and then be like hey you know what maybe my sons and daughters are ready after they've been sitting here watching me for like 20 years they got gray hair they self, even though they're still young maybe i can give them a shot finally i mean come on so i'm glad i'm glad it happened i'm really glad it happened so here's my question watch this it's coming for both y'all and I gotta, I gotta build the question first. So, JC, how, how, how long you been doing this? How long you been, not just, not just passion, but in ministry total? No, eight. Eight year, what, 36, 37? 38. 38, so you've been, you been in 30 years. Oh, I believe you're about 36. 38. So 30 years, how long you been doing this? About 17. Since you were 17? Yeah. How old are you now? 32, probably 33. Why are these niggas making me do the math? Total, how long is you? 15. 17. Thank you. So, 30 years, 30 years, 15 years. Y'all can't years. count, just say that. <laughs> no, I can count. I just feel like count. I'll be honest with you. So, you've been doing 30 years. I've been doing this 30 years. You've been doing this 15. Mm-hmm. Have you begun thinking about, or when have you started thinking about, if you did it all, legacy, like like Jake's did, the passing on, the, the, the next. The, the next. The look she just gave you when you said it. <laughs> she, just she, like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I want, I want to cuss, but I ain't gonna cuss right now. It's on her. <laughs> so like, she's gonna be your seer. Because I think, what about Edward? <laughs> she said, I don't want this either. I don't, I see what, I see what daddy goes through, but I don't want this. <laughs> you don't want the realist to take over the ministry? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that like it's it's, it's become it still is way too common for like like you were saying not just that a, that a woman gets to take over but anybody before death like for me what I would say was that was to me the the most powerful portion of that wasn't just that he was passing it on to his daughter and it's a woman in ministry it's that he made sure to do this while he's yet alive so that he can help navigate her beginnings mm-hmm. and help teach and train her. Because it's one thing to teach and train a person before they get the position. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother thing to teach and train them while they're in the position My God. and questions come up and issues come up. Yep. And too often times what happens is we wind up get, we wind up handing somebody something. Well, really they don't get, we don't hand it to them because we're Watch dead. Watch your throat, Jesse. <laughs> I'm using it. My wife knows that. Uh, <laughs> So anyhow, uh, we want we want we want to. The man ain't supposed to use the throat. Mm. You, 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 you gotta swallow. Hey yo. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm up here. His real name is Falcon. Victory, victory, victory juice tastes wonderful. You can't, you can't, you can't not let. It's got vitamins and minerals and everything in it. Anyhow, that's um, that do mouth. It's <laughs> wait. What you trying to say? You trying to say my wife is nasty? What you trying to say to my wife? You, you want to get beat up on this podcast? Of what you want to have happen? Oh um, so, but it's real. It's it's like to have someone be able to do it while they're alive because too often times we die. I lost my appetite for tomorrow. And the person just said. JC, you've never in your life lost your appetite. Uh, victory. He actually did. Victory juice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you didn't get your dessert last week. Because mm. of Jay. Oh Jay man. Said, what? My dad would make me not get your dessert. I don't even want to see. We ain't go. Mm-mm. 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 
something at the Roadhouse. Or I mean, at uh, Golden Corral. Something or someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that because no, she was talking someone. She was talking. nigga said he was uh, Myers Chocolate Delight or something like oh, that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? Bro, <laughs> nigga, no. Yeah. It's time to go. Check, please. No chocolate dessert. I handed that waiter his tip. I was ready to go. He asked for a check of the This has been a great episode of the Real Talk Podcast. We're about to get out of here, though. But yeah, it, it's, it's too often time. We're dead, and the, the next person just gets it thrown at them. And because we don't leave a guide, let alone any way to teach and train them, they're just flapping in the wind, figuring it out the same way we had to figure it out. And that's the attitude they have with it, too. But that damages the ministry. If you look at churches that don't have planned out to secretaryship, they don't typically last too long. Or they have to rebuild, rebrand, or whatever. Um, There's some churches that I know that, you know, there was no proper plan in place, and they're on the verge of closing their doors because... Those people have died out. There's been no new people that have come into the doors. And leaders are either trying to be like the former pastor, they're using that as a template, or they don't really know what they're doing. There's no there's no guided voice. And I think when you when you don't do that as a leader, it's mismanagement of what God has entrusted you with. And you there takes a time where you have to have to be in a position that you're truly called that God will send someone that will have your spirit and have your heart down the road. And whether that be someone from raised up in the ministry or God sends someone in their adult years or whatever. But the key point of everything is discipleship. You know, you have true sons and daughters that are truly disciples. Um, someone's going to have your spirit. Someone's going to have your heart. If you're really called to do what you say you're called to do. So I, I definitely, you, you, I think you have to have that. She's over here making a shake. <laughs> like literally. Watch your back, Jay. Watch your back. <laughs> Are you looking dead? Cause she's looking dead at you while she doing it. That's why I said watch your back. She's sitting there. Y'all can't really see it cause my fat behind is blocking it. But this little girl over here is really fashioning the shape, staring dead at Jay. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss you. <laughs> You don't watch the orange and new black too much. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's written by all ends of the over here today. Yeah, I think I think it's same with safety scissors over here. I, I I think it's 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 way more important than what we what we often talk about. And to be honest, I think that's just really uh a, a an epidemic in the black community period, let alone not just with uh my wife said we can't uh, I don't know what she said we can't that but she said we can't Jay Jordan. Uh but well, like, what can we now do? I don't know. I don't know. What have I done I cannot do? Can you say Shank? I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I think Shank, that was you. I think it's an epidemic in the black community period where not only are our church is not sitting with legacy and, and successorship and setting people up, but we don't do that in our own homes. Right. Let alone in the church. Probably why we don't do it in the church, we're not doing it in the home. Having, we, we, we too, too much as a community, we don't deal with our own wills. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with uh, teaching our children the, the heritage and history of our family and legacy of our family so they know what they're carrying on. We don't give them the tools necessary. Like I, I love my parents, really, really do. I was telling this to uh, 
on on uh, this podcast I was being I was a part of on the other day. Uh, shout out to my boy Marcus and, and the Correct Me If I'm Wrong podcast. Um, oh yeah, good podcast. Yeah, I heard that's, about. yeah, that, that's that's my dude. Good people. Um, you have no idea who he is, but I, I, I'm I, gonna I, try I, to promote Jesse. I both don't know. I, I won't. I was just over here just trying to help. <laughs> no, because he because he'll see him like who was that nigga? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying but to promote. He's gonna do it with a straight face. Oh uh, yeah, because he lies well. Um, one of the few things I'm very talented in. <laughs> I was what I was telling them because it's because you married him. Uh, I was telling them I said I love my parents, but the thing that that for me with my parents it was like 40 years old, and I think it was four or five years ago, something mm-hmm. like that, that I finally found out how my parents got together. Wow! I'd never learned, never knew you know, how they so gotten. No, but the fact that you know it, like regardless as to whether it's a good story, funny story, bad story, whatever, you know how they, you know how they got together. I never learned how they got together. Didn't learn what attracted them to one the other. None of that. So when I was dealing with relationships, I need to know the story with Jay's mom. I beat that much. So my dad, my dad. No, I don't even know it now. Not on He's all there. <laughs> Yeah. But like so, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing in these other relationships well, no, what, and not understanding. Well, I was that Mary Haven? Mary Haven, what? Where they met? No, they met at C. They met at CNS. Okay. Jay, they saying they can't hear you, bro. You need to talk up, which is true because you sound like sometimes you are, uh, you are swallowing marbles. You can't you hear me. Yeah, now that you probably can you hear you talking. Turn like your that. phone up. She no, she's probably watching it on the television. Tosh, she's probably watching it too. No, my, my, my mom and dad met it. Met it. Seen that? Seen us? Seen like Marvel the game type people. <laughs> what? The Marvel game. Oh. But yeah, so you know, we we don't we don't do those things, and so because we don't do those things, the people who are supposed to be coming behind us never really understand the pitfalls, the successes, what can what can work, what cannot work. They have a, an incomplete model. It's, I think that is reminiscent of a leader who either lost his way, his or her way, or was not in it for the right reasons in the first place. Because like I said earlier, a real vision, you should not want a real vision to die with you. Uh, much like we are called as men to leave an inheritance for our children's children, it's the same thing likewise as it pertains excuse me, to ministry. Um, when God gives us purpose, our purpose is supposed to transcend our time here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that people fail to realize. When you realize that your purpose is not about you, I think that's the big part is people realize don't realize that their purpose is not about them. It's about other people. You were created for other people. And because you were created for other people, God does not just want you to leave a mark here but he wants you to leave an imprint here. The imprint is something that continues to go mm-hmm. even when you're gone. Um, and so we don't we don't really take that kind of stuff into consideration. Um, and that's something that I believe that all leaders need to begin to really be prayerful about and make sure that they are not of those people who have either lost their way or that they're not operating under the uh, um, wrong motive in ministry. Um, the church operation should not start with you. Your ministry should not start with you. Um, it's it's it and it, it, it is it is truly the mark of somebody who has lived a life sacrificially. When they can see the work continue to go on 
long after they're gone. That is earnestly my heart's desire. It has been for what's why I was pushing for the topic so much because I really feel like that is something that the church needs to get. Um, I live by this model that the minister of music at the church I grew up in used to say all the time. As a kid, it never made sense to me, but the older I get, the more sense it makes. He would simply say, success is not success without a successor. Mm. And it I just didn't make no sense to me for a while until I realized your successor carries on your success. Mm -hmm. So once you no longer have a successor, eventually your success stops. Mm -hmm. And I sort of remind it reminded me what what was going on with Israel back in the day. This is the reason that God told them to put up markers so that when your children see them, they'll ask the questions and the legacy can live on. And then when they stop remembering, this is when they started going into bondage and this is when, you know, all these other things happen because they stopped remembering where they came from. They stopped remembering the God of their salvation, the God that brought them out. And every time that God wound up having to deal with them, he said, aren't I the same God that did this? He went and dealt with the track record first mm -hmm. to show them I can do these things now because I've proven myself. When you take into consideration the promise of God, where he says, I will make your seed like the sand of the sea, mm -hmm. that we have not, seven billion people later, have not even begun to scratch the surface of being the sand of the sea. I don't even think we've even covered, I, I, I wonder what the statistics are of the amount of sand in a square foot or even a square mile or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But when you think of the magnitude of that promise, there's just no way that you can accomplish the promise of your seed in in your limited time scope. There's no way that God gave him that promise and he intended them to see it in his lifetime. Right. It's just, it's, and that's what people fail to realize is that God may give you a promise and not seeing it in your lifetime is not a failed promise. Mm -hmm. It is a promise that is a work in progress. And if you f effectively handle and manage and steward what God has entrusted in you, that process of that promise will continue on even when you're gone. If we look at Elijah and Elisha, every mantle falls. Mm -hmm. Every There's not a time in the Bible where a purposeful mantle did not fall. Not a... Jesus, the savior of the world, told his disciples, I'm getting ready to leave. Mm -hmm. But just because I'm leaving doesn't mean that I'm leaving you. Right. In other words, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send something to help you do what I've been doing and showing you how to do it greater. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I want you, the ones that I'm leaving this word to, to leave this word to somebody else. And if you leave it to them, the way that I left it to you, they'll leave it to somebody else. And it becomes a perpetual cycle. And I think that's what we're missing in the body of Christ is that the mandate, I tell, we, we hear people say it all the time, God didn't save you just for you. This is not just a leadership principle. Right. This is a believer principle. 
You're not saved just for the sake of yourself. Salvation does, should not stop with you. Mm -hmm. He gives seed to the sower. Mm -hmm. Which means God expects you to continue to sow as he gives the increase into your life. We are blessed to be a blessing. We hear that saying all the time. But we think that um, that that succession is a leadership protocol when it's really a believer protocol. Mm -hmm. Do you ever listen to somebody give a real testimony at church and they can give an account to the person mm -hmm. who was there at the moment of their salvation? And nine times out of ten, it wasn't the pastor. That's right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't a deacon. It was somebody who saw them in their error. Yep. And like God, looked beyond their fault mm -hmm. and seen their need and prayed them through their process of salvation. And so we got to understand is that succession is not a leadership protocol. It is a believer protocol. And until we understand that as believers, this is why discipleship. It's so important mm -hmm. because you got a lot of people who are trying to lop operate in leadership who have not mastered discipleship. Mm. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Yes. How can you lead when you haven't even been properly discipled? Because the Bible says that sheep beget sheep. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what the word yes. says. And so this is this is where the process starts. You ever, when people get saved, they be excited. They tell people. Mm -hmm. But then you get comfortable and you get entitled and you get complacent and you forget your purpose as a believer. And you can't forget your purpose as a believer and walk in your purpose as a leader. Ooh, that's yeah. a word. That's a bar. Mm -hmm. That's a bar. That's it's a just, bar. This is not possible. That's facts. This is the stuff that we need to really be having real conversations about. Is you cannot forget your purpose as a believer and think that you're going to be effective. And this is part of what I'm talking about tomorrow. Um, when the Bible says in, in, when, when Jesus um, was a 12 and they had Mary and Joseph went looking for him because they thought that he was just tagging along with the rest of the folk. Mm -hmm. But then when they began to search for him, they could not find him. But they found him in the temple. And they said that the Bible says that Jesus was sitting at the feet of the leaders and they not only was he listening, but he was asking questions and he was teaching. And then the Bible says that after that, it said, and the boy grew in wisdom and stature because they were amazed at what he was doing in the temple. And the lesson there is that growth starts in the temple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can't be effective outside of the temple until you become learned in the temple. <laughs> You're in the midst of a conversation I had to ask. Like that's just, it's just you can you can't be effective outside of the temple if you have yet to be learned in the temple. That's right. Mm -hmm. You and there's so many people talking about they don't need the church and I, God gives my relationship. You cannot be effective outside of the temple. Mm -hmm. If you have not been tried in the temple, this is why they, we had trial sermons. Right. Mm -hmm. Before you can even get the license mm -hmm. to preach. That's right. And if your trial was not effective in the temple, mm -hmm. you did not get licensed or authorized to operate outside the temple. Mm -hmm. 
that's just not how this thing works and people are sitting there trying to create ministries and become prophetic influencers outside of the temple they don't need the church they don't need to be submitted to nobody's leadership vision none of that kind of they don't need to learn God teaches me yeah that sounds good but even God sat at the feet of the teachers that's right before he could walk in his purpose that's right right that mess with messing folk up. That's but it's true. Let's let's that be honest. True. Because in in the word was with God, and the word was God. And so if the word which was God had enough sense to sit down at the feet of leaders who were trained and authorized to be teachers of the word mm -hmm. so that the word could get a better understanding of the word before the word could operate based upon the word, then what makes you so special? Mm -hmm. How are you doing more than Jesus? How do you get to skip the protocols of the Savior and he's the one that saved you? That's right. Because you ain't reading. Because people don't under there, there's no understanding of the scriptures. Yeah, people don't they'll, read. They'll, they have took sound bites, and we have That's made doctrine over sound bites, and over sound bites of somebody who did not study themselves. Yeah, and so it becomes almost she's out here regurgitating garbage. Yeah, it's really confusing. At the end of the day, it's what just was real. that you said us earlier? I ain't been right since I seen well, it. That um, them um, that screenshot you sent me where someone said the Bible ain't the word of God. Oh, oh my God! But hold I, up, hold up, hold up! No, 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 no! Who said this? What? Wait, no, nah, you seen it? The screenshots that I sent you. Yeah, it was in the group. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, where was it? Tell me a second. No, yeah, it's, it's in the group. I know just what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is what the, this is this is what people be doing though. And it's they just make like, statements like that. And oh, I, no, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, that one, yeah, that one kind of grinded my gears a little bit because you can't say Jesus is the word of God without, first of all, in Matthew, which is usually a more popular book that, you know, people kind of feel comfortable, feel comfortable scratching the surface on. First, first red letter in the whole Bible, Jesus said, scripture says. Like how even if even if that's the basis. First and foremost, not only does it say Jesus scripture says is that when him and the devil was going toe to toe in the wilderness, it is written. The the devil was trying to quote scripture, Nick. and Jesus was giving it right back to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In other words, what Jesus was saying, that's what it says, but in context. This is what, and this is why it's so important that we take apologetics serious, which is my major, because that's exactly what Jesus was doing in the wilderness. Yeah. He was operating in apologetics because you get people who come in and they try to say, well, the Bible says this. It's like people that quote one verse without reading the whole without reading the whole context, and they say, well, the Bible says this. It's like, no, that's what it says in that verse. But the reason why you don't have any power from that one verse is because you ignored the context. And what Jesus was saying to the devil was that I'm not going to just take your verse and, and completely ignore the context. Because context is why I'm here. Context is what's going to help me fulfill my purpose. Context is what's going to set the cactus free. That's it. And so we gotta. It's so crazy to me how much people don't want to study the Word of God. 
It's not crazy. To, I'll tell you why it's not crazy to me. Mm -hmm. It's not crazy to me because this is what the Bible says. The Bible said it was going to happen. Yeah. That, the that these generations would, 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 would have these tickling ears and they would be lovers of, of money more than lovers of God mm -hmm. and things like that. Like the Bible shows us that this is going to happen. What's crazy to me isn't that they don't want to study the word. For me, what's crazy is these same Negroes who don't study the word think they know better than the Negroes who do study mm -hmm. the word. To me, that's like going to your doctor who has studied medicine for all the years they've studied medicine and practiced it for all the years they practiced it. And you say, well, I know that you're saying that I have this disease, but I was looking at at, at, at med, uh, medical.com or whatever, and, and it thinks that, that these symptoms are outliers. Nigga, why are you telling the person who has done the study, done the work, there, how to do the job? there and made a profound statement based on the context of the word of God, and here come a nigga posted a meme. <laughs> right. You and that meme can go to hell. <laughs> like, seriously. I wish I could sometimes be in our group chat. You'd understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. You still ain't found it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you was you was quiet and everything like this. <laughs> it was really was not that long ago. No, I was like, I was I was just I was just processing this this the situation. What? I had to process something. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to process. <laughs> because these are it was more than just that statement. This all, all, oh, it, it, all these all are yeah. these are the people as we were talking about last week who have learned to work the algorithms and get themselves on the forefront. And this is what the people see, and because it's what the people see, this is what the people ingest. Yep. And, and 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 these are people who call themselves prophets and seers. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, it, how can you, as a prophet, negate? The authority of, of the word of God. Yeah. And not only that, it's just. He said, before mm -hmm. I allow my word to fall. Heaven and earth. Like, come on now. <laughs> God I, I, has I literally entrusted us with his most prized possession. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word. Mm -hmm. And he gave us this word And we have the audacity As professing apostles And prophets and preachers And pastors to negate the Authority of the very thing That shaped heaven and earth Are you nuts mm -hmm. uh, What Remy Ma say Is you dumb mm -hmm. Like how retarded Do you have to be The very thing that is responsible for creation itself, mm -hmm. you're gonna be dumb enough as a prophet, as the mouthpiece of God, to say, well, that ain't really the word of God. Right. And I even have to be careful, even when I buck up against Paul, because we have to also understand, Paul had an encounter. He did. Okay. It took, took his eye. You know, what you said, I was like, wait, hold on, huh? He told me the apostle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to, no, no, that's why. He had an, an encounter with someone that we, most people have never had. Right. And gave him instructions that most people would never give it. Right. And we can't, even though I hate when people supersede 
what he says as opposed to what Christ says in bread. But that's what I think it is. I don't think you're ever really bucking up against Paul. Right. Because I, I had that same mindset. You're bucking up against the people who, for some reason, decide to put the messenger, mm-hmm. excuse me, the message above the messenger. Right. All Paul yeah. did it's not is content, say what God said. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and because of that, we got people who think that, and, and it's just like, I have to be careful because, like Paul, I am a messenger. Mm-hmm. And I can't negate Paul in as much as I can negate myself. As much as I want to be taken serious, I have to take his word serious. Mm-hmm. Because to disrespect what God gave him would be for me to disrespect what God gave me mm-hmm. and to tarnish its authority as scripture. Right? Right. And so we we just have to be, but you have these prophets who profess to be prophets mm-hmm. who negate anything Paul said as the word of God. Yep. In fact, as we've seen, have completely negated the word of God as the word of yep. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is damn the fact that it says all the scripture is God breathes and it's good for what for the edification for the edification <laughs> like what is wrong with people people just want to be dead. and these are the people that 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 we have allowed to operate on our front lines and then we wonder why we can't be effective in in the community in the streets and none of this kind of stuff because we got people who are doing essentially the devil's work for him under the guise of prophets and prophets and apostles and then one charge of workshops man listen i was getting ready to make that transition before as i tied this in i promise you let me tie this in we're gonna make that same transition now i'm gonna take the break for it Here's why that why that winds up being the case though. That winds up being the case because we don't have enough people like Bishop Jakes giving out and ha- not giving out but handing down legacy. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we have all 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 these bootleg prophets and apostles and, uh, and no account pastors who all have gotten their license off of the internet or found some nigga in, in three other states to come to come ordain them in in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a hospital because room. one thing a prophet ain't doing is going around telling people he's a prophet. I don't care what nobody say. You can't convince me of your authenticity by saying I'm authentic. That's right. Right. That's, right. That's just not how it works. Nope. That you know, if when Paul was writing letters, that was one thing. Mm-hmm. Because that was that was so that he, they could understand his authority in giving instruction to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. But there was not near prophet who wanted to be known and seen as a prophet. Yeah. Not near one of them. And most of them didn't want it. Yeah. I can't think of one of one. I really can't. I swear, I cannot think of one who was like, oh, oh, pick me. Pick me. I want to be a prophet. I want to be Jeremiah, ostracized. Jeremiah trying to talk out of it. He trying to get talked Talk like, out of it. Yeah. What they, young at, dude, don't, yeah. What you mean, me? Did you see what they did to Jeremiah? Even after Jeremiah took the job, he wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. 
They said, he said, man, look, you sent me to do a job that you knew I was going to fail at. These niggas is beating me. They have, I, I don't know who I am right now. I don't know where I am. I quit. Told God he quit. But then he said, that I can't quit. Can't quit, man. And that's the mark of the real prophetic and people who are truly called is that you don't just walk away from this thing easily. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, there's been times where I was just like, you know, I need to take a break. I quit. I'm done. I, this ain't for me. I'm going to do something else or whatever the case may be. And it, when it's in you, you're so passionate about purpose. Like you want to, you want to see that thing manifest. You want to see it manifest for other people. You, it's, it's not, it's not about you. But you were also because Jeremiah, Jeremiah was not saying that. I, I, it's like fire shoving my bones because it makes me feel a certain type of way. Yeah. But because he understood that what was in him was greater than him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was not for him. But if he quit. Then who? Ah. Who does it? This is the mindset and mentality that you got to have because at the end of the day, what's assigned to you is assigned to you. So if not you, then who? Then who? But that mentality to, to me is something that's also, as, as much as it is in a person, it's also something that's passed down to a person. So I can give you something of value and worth, right? And have it instilled in you that this is the, uh, the value of worth. But I don't teach you what that worth is. This thing that has so much value will be valueless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I was so pressed about making sure at some point in time we deal with this legacy thing. Because that kind of thing, that passion, that word, that depth, that, that that's in you. It didn't, you didn't just wake up with it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's in your DNA, even though it's, it's, it's instilled in you from before the foundation of the world, you had a pastor who said, look, this is this is the importance of the mantle that you mm -hmm. carry. This is the walk this way, walk with this weight, walk worthy of the call. And so you took that and took it seriously and now you carry it. Mm -hmm. And whoever you pass it down to, mm -hmm. you're going to pass that same value down to. But we have to learn how to do that before we die. Mm -hmm. Because when we die, there's no one to see how important it is to you. There's no you, one to you know what, you know what You know what made up my mind about purpose? This is what made up my, my mind about purpose. It wasn't what I saw my pastor do during service. That's right. It was what I saw him do after service. That's right. And I'm not even talking about throughout the week. I'm talking about immediately after service. And I've shared this plenty of times with people. He would preach, and he would have, the, man, his altar calls were so potent, I wanted to join church every Sunday. He was that good, like seriously. Like, if he one more for Jesus, are you talking to me again? My Lord, I need to be saved again. I wanna go, I'm willing to go. I walked the aisle. You know, it, but no, it wasn't that. It was we, after service was done, after he had preached, after he had labored, he would come out of the pulpit down to the floor. And you just, this new service, 5,000 people. At each service, about 2,500 people. He would come down to the floor. He would open up his robe. 
get relaxed. And you start hugging people, shaking hands, ask them how they were doing, ask them how family members and relatives was doing, people that he hadn't seen come to church with him. And to me, it was so crazy because he wasn't just asking them how they were doing, like we do casual conversation with somebody calling to a call center. How are you doing today? No, no, this was, he was intentionally asking them because he knew them. And I could not understand that how you could have 5,000 plus people under your watch, under your care, and yet be so personable and intimate with as many of them as you possibly could and know them by name. And that is what answered a lot of questions for me about God because I used to have that question about God, like, God, how is that even possible? Mm -hmm. That you know each and every one of us by name. That's not even possible. But what I seen that man do it. Mm -hmm. Legit. And I, and I said to myself, mm -hmm. that's who I want to be mm -hmm. to people. I want to know them. I want to be able to have relationship with them to be able to have conversation with them. I don't want to just preach to them and give a good word and open up to altar call and go on about my merry way. This is why I'm not an itinerant, and people don't understand it because I get engagement and requests all the time. I am not an itinerant pre pre preacher because I am that intentional. Even my pastor, he does not, if it ain't in the vein of the pastor, like somebody else's pastor anniversary or something like that, he did not preach out like that. Mm -hmm. You would rarely ever not see him in the pulpit. That's right. So I grew up. That's how I was shaped in ministry. And so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't just, I'm not stretching myself thin across the country for people who do not belong to me. They have pastors. Mm -hmm. So it's not my job to pastor them. It's my job to pastor the people that God has sent under the watch of my ministry. Mm -hmm. And I and it's my 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 responsibility to be intentional, personal, personable, to be kind to them, to love them. To know who they are, to know who their children are, mm -hmm. to know what's going on in their lives. Because get this, now it makes me even the more effective when I'm praying and asking God, what should I say to them? Mm -hmm. But we no longer have pastors that way, for the most part. Not as a, I'll pay pressure for right now. We no longer have pastors and leaders that way because we have too much greed in the church. Not only that is that we got a lot of pastors do who do not have pastors. Like how did you how do you how are you a pastor without a pastor? I don't believe that is even godly godly possible. It's not. If you do if you as a pastor do not have a pastor, you are not a pastor. Yeah. I I am I will take that bold stance tonight and say that with all conviction that if you are a pastor who does not have a pastor and I'm not talking about somebody you just call pastor but can he sit you down right. thank you 
Can he, can he correct you? Can he chastise you? Can he talk to your members on your behalf and say, how is he doing? Is he doing a good job? Let me take you a step further. Not only that, can your members go to that path? Yeah. Can they when tell you, on you? When you were out of order, because the, 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 the uh, churches don't get the order. So I, I had to tell my church a little while ago, the reality of it is this. You as a member do not have the authority to check me. If I'm wrong, if you feel like I'm wrong, if you feel like I'm out of order, you can have conversation with me about it, but you can't check me. Here's what you need to do. I got a pastor. You have his number. I've given you access to him. Get in touch with him and let him either tell you, leave me alone, or he'll come correct me because that's my leader. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't effectively lead and not have somebody I'm accountable to. Jesus was accountable to somebody. Why we don't think we got to be accountable to somebody? Because there's a misconception on, on true submission and leadership. Mm -hmm. It's a misconception. People now think that's religious. Mm -hmm. That's now that's now the magic erase word for everything. It's when did religion. religious become such a horrible thing overall? Like, I know there's there, there's 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 pockets and, and, and issues with how we deal with Jesus spoke highly of religion. I don't know where yeah. we got this from. This is what I'm saying. Because religion people started just using means habit. You can have good habits and bad habits. That, that's my point. So like because how people you, people just they have they have took words over some scene. Can't seen. Yeah, they already blending on the curtain. Can you see? No, you, you know, good Yeah, raise up here. Yeah, look, look, look at my big head. Yeah, look up. There you go. Now we can see. No, we can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't kind of see you. I see you there, Maya. Hi. You don't have any cancel accusing me of trying to hide women on here. Hide <laughs> women. Hostages. Now, this ain't real talk. It's hostage talk. <laughs> right. But it's because people have used church, church, and religion. It's, 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 it's overused, bad bad notions of things that people have to have over-synthesized, over-spiritualized in those subjects. Can I tell you how much I hate the term church hurt? Yes, most, it's actually an inaccurate term. It is, because the church didn't hurt you. Yeah. Some nigga in the church hurt you. This is not church hurt. And it's like, you go do people hurt with family, with workplaces, and everything else. Exactly. But see, that, that, and, that, and that's another thing that we got to stop. We got to re, rewire people to understand is that we are all a part of one body. Mm -hmm. You cannot, as a finger, dislocate or disassociate yourself because you don't agree what the elbow is doing. Or how, it, or how it's operating Or because it's dysfunctional Or because you broke it Just because you Something, something happened with the full body They was out playing sports And you broke the elbow Doesn't give you the right as the finger To say well since the elbow's broke I'm broke too mm -hmm. Facts I'm leaving My season's up That's not how the body operates Like how does the bride disassociate itself from the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. That's a question. 
And these are teachers that we need to get back to teaching about the bride, the bridegroom, the body, the vine with many branches, all these things. It ain't gonna the vine dresser. It ain't going to make too much of a, of a difference to most church folk because most church folk deal with bride and groom this, it, it, like they change their socks. We divorce, we get the, the, the divorce rate of most marriages, in the, forget the word, in the church is super high. Mm -hmm. No wonder we can't stay with God. We can't stay with the nigga we chose. We grew apart. We just feel like we need to go our separate ways. Like we're, in the, we're, in two, we're, we're two different people. And, you know, and obvious. I wish I could go back and change a lot of things, but I can't. Right. But now that I know, I was young, but now I'm old. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I operated as a child. I conducted myself as a child. But now that I'm a man, I have to put away childish things. And these are the things that people need to understand is that breaking up just because you unhappy is a very childish thing. Figure out your unhappy. Deal, you deal with your unhappy. It is not. Figure out why you're personally unhappy. That's what And I mean. then my, maybe you can figure out why y'all are collectively unhappy. Maybe it is your unhappiness that has caused a toxicity in your relationship. Mm. You better preach. Because you mm. if you dealt with you mm. and your unhappiness. Well. And as the Bible said, make your own self happy. That was quick and that was longing. When you get stuck, it's a long When you get to the point, I'm weak. Well, you can get to the point where you do that. Don't y'all still that, Jay. Don't, don't oh, do that. Don't you know you you're you over there talking about some. Mm. You ain't gonna see that until the fire. That wasn't a quickening. That was a long. That was a long. You gonna, you gonna see it tomorrow during the summer. He ain't gonna wait till the fire block. That's going tomorrow. He gonna take a picture of it before yeah, service. Right. Look at that picture you post. Ready for service? He gonna, he gonna have a picture. <laughs> right. Come, come to Victory Harvest. Right. We don't quicken. We longing. <laughs> Hey you guys, my name is Amanda. I'm the owner of the G Spot Accessories and More. It was founded in August of 2019. I just wanted to provide an opportunity for others to not only find self-pleasure love with a G Spot product, but to enhance and break barriers in your sexual relationships. You can find me on Facebook at the G Spot Accessories More or my website, the G Spot Accessories More.net. Or also, you can just give me a call at 601 480 8234. And to my real talk listeners, I have a special promo code. That code is Real Talk. Go ahead and put that in now on my website and you'll get something off. Thank you guys for listening. So real quick, let's jump into this other topic. We don't have to spend too much time on it because we got a long banter, and I, I, I like the banter. But the the, the, the second topic was dealing in terms of, of huh? She wasn't dressed like a Muslim. Emily, the the second topic is dealing with greed in the church, and I knew this was going to be coming up sooner or later. Right. We just talked about wanting to buy her her fifty five thousand dollar prayer summit. Now everybody's ago. selling something. Did I see somebody selling discipleship classes, prayer classes, discipleship classes. Yes, 
discipleship classes. How much they charge? How to become an effective disciple? What? Two fifty five or something like that. This Negro sent me. Let me go. Let me go oh, to the national. Yeah. This is what I was like. I, well, I guess because I had a whole other topic in mind uh, uh, for for a sector. I was going to deal like with a prophetic training or something. I think I was going to deal with uh, uh, this Kirk Franklin mess that that people are jumping on. But when he sent me this, I said, "Well, I guess we're going with this." Uh, where is that? Where is that? No, Y'all don't judge me if you're watching this live. But they this didn't. They didn't put the the frosty in the chino. There is a virtual or in-person soul-winning altar baptism workers training. $250. What the hell? Yeah. It's evangelism strategy, preparing candidates for baptism, how to pray with souls to receive the Holy Spirit. But don't nobody want to sign up for my pastoral leadership <laughs> institute. Flowing with co-laborers and working deliverance lines. It's only $1,500. Wait, wait. I'm, I missed the under the two uh, under the two hundred fifty dollar uh, uh, price. Under it says group prices are negotiable. <laughs> okay. Wait, where's the other it's one you said? Two fifty five or two for three hundred. Right. Then, then there is two fifty five or two for five ten. Then there is a prophecy prophetic institute. <laughs> You can register right now for $99. That's sweet. The course includes the importance of prophets, prophetic development, seven prophetic seasons, the diet of prophets. Yeah, you gotta eat right. Prophetic dreams, prophetic mantle, prophetic economy, the power of decrees, prophetic actuation, and mantle maintenance, all for ninety nine dollars. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. You gotta get your mantle maintenance every three thousand dollars. Yeah, I did find out what they meant by the profit. I know did you did y'all just hear her? Uh, what she, said? she said you gotta get your mantle maintenance every three thousand. <laughs> Don't give these people ideas. What? Don't give these people ideas. That's the funniest. Oh crap! They about to be over there in Monarchy Church of God in Christ. <laughs> now, this is the dude that's teaching that one. <laughs> I seen that. Who is he? I don't know who he is. Right. Your husband sent him to me. So the prophetic diet is basically they, they say you supposed to eat like Daniel. The prophetic diet is keto. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Daniel, Daniel's actually vegan, technically. No, 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 you find more and more of you more stuff Did you do. say fifty thousand? That what he's like saying. Like a month or like what? How's it right at? here? Just a flat rate. It's on pre-order. You can get a whole four-year degree for about fifty thousand. It's fifty lessons, so it's a thousand dollars a lesson. Excuse me. Listen. So have we gone too far? Like I, I don't. 
I'm not upset at people charging for certain things. I'm not. I am. I am. I, 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 hear me out. Like to a to a degree, right? Like, it's one it, thing when you're charging, like if you're having a conference and you're trying to cover overhead. Right. That's one thing. But if you just say, Ray, send me a couple of emails. Well, like, so for me, I, for me, I'm, I, I look at it like this. So if you are dealing with a legitimate institute, forget college, like a legitimate institute where you have a curriculum and you have a, a syllabus and all those types of things. Well, right? you're covering costs. I mean, you might even have, you might even have costs. Depending on how you on how you work it, you better have costs. I I I think there's something to be said for what you have gained has value, like your experience, your knowledge, all that has some some intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. However, how much is too doggone much? Like you. <laughs> You charging, <laughs> charging the, the, these ridiculous rates for stuff and courses that let's let truth be told. You're not even you don't even you're not even qualified, or at least don't seem qualified, to ask for the rate that you're that you're charging you for something charging. that you were commissioned to give me freely. Right. First and foremost. Right. That's a whole. <laughs> now, if you're if you're in full time ministry and you shape a curriculum or whatever the case may be, and you factor the fact that you're full time, your salary into your overhead costs, and that's how you determine the price of your curriculum. That's one thing. That that's that's the portion I was talking about. But so like, but at the same time, even with that, two churches outside of your outside of your own church know you. And you charging six hundred dollars for courses? Nigga, how are you qualified? But see, that's what I'm saying. That's that's totally different. Like, just say, like, say if I'm in full time ministry and this is what I do full time, but I'm factoring my salary in that cost in terms of mm-hmm. being able to cover the overhead because I have to put in the time and this is part of what I do for a living. That's one thing. But if I just have a grand idea and I say, huh? I want to teach wallpaper for Christians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much are they going to cost? And I'm going to charge $5,000 per person for the class. Mm-hmm. Can I legitimately justify 20 people showing up paying $5,000 for a one-day workshop on wallpapering? Here's my thing. Even if you were full-time, I would find it hard for to justify five thousand dollars for a one-day workshop. It's something that because realistically, five thousand dollars ought to be covering everything. Your 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 salary for that day, the venue, the material, all that kind of stuff. Like that's just being realistic. Like I'm not against being uh, compensated for the cost mm-hmm. of holding an event. It, but to fatten your pockets, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole different story. It's a totally different story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, being I'm, compensated for your work is not uh, to be paralleled with fattening your pockets. I have an issue even with being compensated for your work. To agree, this that's the portion I was mm-hmm. going to try to drive home of it. Dude. You have to. You there. Have, there needs to be, and and this is where I, I have great issue with the body of Christ 
there needs to be a a standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before you are authorized to go out and say, okay, I am, for lack of a better term, an expert in this. Let me teach. There this. definitely needs to be a general counsel, and I think and that, that that's the part. Of and that's why I appreciate what the AMEs do, the CMEs do, all them other reformations and dominations that require you to be legitimate. Before they allow you to operate before their people, mm-hmm. um, I think that is a. It, it was biblical when there was an issue of doctrine or whatever the case may be in the Bible. The the council of the apostles convened, mm-hmm. and their instruction to the churches was nobody do nothing until we send back word on where, how we're going to move forward with this. Mm-hmm. Shut down the operation. And once we're done talking, we'll let you know what we come up with. We need that. Man. That that's that's what I'm talking about. So like the prophet that I was reading off his his prophetic institute. No knock against him. I don't know that man of God from, from Adam on the street. But that's the problem. I don't know you from Adam off the street. Mm-hmm. If Ronnie the Binder was doing that, I'd like not only because she's a name. She has a proven track record as a prophet across the country. He got a track record maybe in his own house, and I mean his physical house, not his spiritual house. I don't know, because I don't know him at all. Look at this. No, I'm, well, I, I, I've been looking back every so often. No, no, you need to, to see this. That that was look, right yeah, because well, he was almost sacked in that end zone. There has, to, there has to be a concept of value, honestly, with any product. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, <laughs> sports going on. But the, but the thing about... There's a comeback going on. I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. They come close. Yeah. Soon we, we switch the gears to greedy. Mm-hmm. Clemson start going down. I don't know. Because <laughs> they greedy. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, um, like... I've seen somewhere where I don't even know where it is, but they but some restaurant charges like a thousand dollars for steak, and people have actually been trying the steak and saying that the steak is tough. Texas Roadhouse? Nah, not Texas. Texas Roadhouse had a thousand dollars for a steak, bruh. The thing is, it's not Texas Roadhouse, and that's kind of. It But that's the thing about value. You know, even if something costs more than normal, if there is a, a, a confirmed value, then it's worth the price. You can't, it, it's, it's really not fair when, you charge it, when you're charging something that's not worth the price. I really don't have a problem even with, with people, like, like you said, with, with salary, because I mean, you you're if you are really spending time being an expert you are spending you're you should be spending enough time on it that it would be like a job as far as your study your expertise your practicing so i don't really have a problem with that and then plus in leviticus one thing god set up is that the people's offerings that they brought was supposed to feed the, the priest or basically take care of them. So that's okay for, for those reasons, but you just have to have some value. Probably and I have a hard time um, with someone charging as much as a, somewhere between a two and four year degree, and I don't even have an associate's. Like there are Bible colleges out there that um, that with, with the accreditation that they have, that you can graduate and you can 
You cannot only (laughs) minister to people and pray for them, but you can actually make a sustainable living. Like, that's an investment. That's a value for spending a large amount of money. And my concern is that some of these these prices, you're, you're not getting that. You know, there are some churches that have different ministries on staff. When I take these, when I take these set amount of classes for fifteen for fifty thousand dollars, will I be able to do that? Will I be able to be on staff somewhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, that there, you just have to make sure it's the value. It's not really the price to me; it's the value for the price. But it's the, but for me, it's if I pay you this money, are you putting me in front of your people? That too. Once I once I've completed the training. That too. Yeah. But my thing is, it's not just the product. You help me with job placement or prophetic placement. Prophetic placement. But it's not just the product, it's the preparer of the product. So in the case of the $1,000 steak, right? A steak is a steak. That was good. What makes a steak better or worse than another is not the steak itself. It's the cook or the chef preparing the steak. Well, I, I, I know there's different cuts. Of steak. I'm about to say, wait a minute. I'm talking all things. Well, there's definitely a difference between a flake and a flaming on. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking all things equal. Right? right. How they've been pastured. You got the same T-bone steak for for like six different chefs. The same from the same cow. The, what's going to make the steak good or not is not the steak, which is the product. It's the person preparing it. God's word is God's word. Prophetic is prophetic. Prayer is prayer. Whatever. The quality of the person preparing the conference or the teaching is what I have an issue with. It's because most of these people who are doing this are not quality chefs. These niggas should be working the grill at Burger King. Not sitting in the kitchen at the Five Seasons. Maybe they should be watching. You know what I'm saying? Lettuce. Like that's that's the problem. And, and so we there there is this greed that has come up. It, it's not just come up, but there's this greed com, com, completely. Period that is pervasive in the body of Christ because we have decided to make these things, as you were saying, these things that we're that we're charged to give freely. We've decided we're going to monetize them for our own self gain. And give nothing really in return. Yeah. So you mean to tell? I first of all, tell you, you were talking about the prophetic diet is, is is Daniel's diet, right? That's what that's what God said, right? Show me where that's biblical. Show me that Elijah or Elisha or Jeremiah or Isaiah had to, uh, they maintained that same diet to be powerful prophets. It's not the one I read. Because some of them ain't cave. And, and <laughs> 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 not only did he eat cake, he was like, yo, 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 I know you want to bake some bread, right? But you really should bake this cake for me, though. Right. That was that. Like, you know, you got ice Right. Yeah, I probably and, should and, be doing fruits and vegetables, but I'm feeling a little German chocolate today. And if you do it, I like cake so much, we're going to make sure you can make me some cake every mm-hmm. day. Now, see, the rest of the church, the church, the apostolic lineage, there is. That, that was one of J.C.'s parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Feed me, I'll make sure you always do. Yep, that's it. This house is blessed. <laughs> make sure I say what I said wasn't biblical. <laughs> Feed me, I won't pray. For <laughs> 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 that one time, you, you raised that woman from the dead on most of the church. Man, listen. Trying to get some food. <laughs> 
Did I tell you that? Uh-uh. Lady got knocked out. I'm going to talk up, though, so the folks can hear you. The lady got knocked out. We don't know if he was slain or punched. It's still been disputed to this day. Bruh, I don't care. I know what I saw. I only know there was noise. She was laid out all right. It wasn't the spirit. It was somebody's hands. It was a thug. It was a thug. Somebody, somebody, somebody from Ohio put the paws on her. In mid mid service, and it was after service, and she couldn't she couldn't move for forty minutes, and I had to raise her up from her bed. Yeah, she got that Braun Strowman what you're I said, "Take up thy bed and walk," because you holding up dinner. <laughs> yeah, sitting there forty minutes after service, waiting for you to come too. Come out of that. But that's 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 what my issue. But that's that's my issue with this stuff is that we we're doing that, and I don't. I'll be honest. For me, I don't know what's worse: the people doing it or the people paying for it. People doing it. I say the people paying for it. Oh, yeah, we lost. Oh. They, they got victory formation. Speaking we lost. of pause. Hey, you know, hey. Y'all ain't got no timeouts? No, that's why, that's why they have victory formation. Yeah, that's it. But, like, so. They tried. <laughs> so, it is the number five team. It happened. I, I, he ran off his timeouts like that. He didn't say nothing. <clears throat> Welcome to Florida State football. Like, this is it. But, yeah, so I. And it's gonna just keep, just keep getting worse because people are paying for it. When you, when I promise you, I would not be surprised if in the next year somebody took your petty conference idea and actually did it. I would not be surprised if we start seeing files on Facebook for this mess and people doing it and and and, and making bank off of it. Well, you know, the way stuff getting secretly shared these days. I wouldn't doubt it neither. Jesse, your team did a good job, though. All that said. Say what? Team did a good job. Played a great game. But they, they lost. No, they did a really but, good but job. It they, they lost. It doesn't matter. They won all my sets. Tay played the game. This is not Triple H. This is not the WWE man. And Triple H didn't believe that's why he made sure he was 11, uh, was it 13 time world champ? 14. That's what they said. 14, yeah. That's what they said to us in school. That's what I said. They lied. No, I mean they lied like these prophets is lying with these couple. That's last. Those last two drives from Florida State was magical. Listen, yeah, they should've been doing that the whole game. Like, <sighs> they just, just yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that's, that's where I want to go with that. You got anything else to say about that so we can get this banter? Yeah, come out of that. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> he said come yeah, out of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I need these bands. All right. So, live, we still going to be going for a little bit while, while they break. Uh, hold on, let me, let me get the thing for first. Uh, uh, for the podcast, we'll be right back with the Real Talk Banter after these after this word from our sponsor. Go ahead, JC, hit up with it. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. So jewelry will not only enhance your outfit, but also your mood and confidence. Maya Jordan, your favorite paparazzi consultant, has all the fabulous looks at an even more fabulous price. 
Also, ask me how to join the winning team and make your own income. I love what I do and you can too. Add me on Facebook. Again, my name is Maya, M-A-Y-A Jordan, and feel free to inbox me for more info. All right, we back. So, y'all, probably, the sound is probably going to sound different because, uh, you know, for the podcast, okay, but sound will sound different because we switched software. $1,000 for what? Elevation Worship and Stephen Furtick at the Kia Forum. Section B, row one, seat is $1,080.25. You said all of that, and the mic didn't pick you up. That's Jay-Z prices. What were we just talking about? What? Listen, bro. Told you, the greed in the church is real. All right. Uh, uh, Would you mind sitting up so the folks can hear you? Because your mic is not going to pick you up that far back. All right, so for the second batch that we got going on, one thousand dollars. So now you scream it. <laughs> one million. To see Elevation Worship and Stephen Furtick at the Kia Forum on November third, thousand eighty-five, twenty-five, a piece. What can I get for fifteen dollars? Can I hear him say praise the Lord? No, no, you can't. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but all right, so this next, this next one we're gonna deal with. The best you gonna know, just choose the best TV monologue, and I figured I would just play them. And I said to trying to figure it out, figured out I, I selected a bunch, but not a bunch. But I selected some from uh, some of these various shows. We'll play a couple of them, and they were good. Let's let's see which one we feel like is the best. I can't pick. Them was actually really good. Well, you thought I was gonna pick some trash? I'm not your husband. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, he's your friend. He is my friend. That's why I do. That's why that's I said what I said. That's how we work. That's how we roll. I'm so good. Oh, they did change my order. But oh, doing it this way. So. smoother but you know so there it is okay here we go here's the first one one of my favorites and Nero fiddled while Rome burned she was 12 years old what kind of man who takes a child's mother from him Say boy. You're a boy. 
who've been coddled and cared for, pampered and hugged. For you, it's always summertime and the living is easy. Daddy's rich and your mama's good looking. You're a grand. You got money in your blood. You are a boy. Is that I'm a man. I have worked for every single thing I have ever received. I have fought and scraped and bled for every inch of ground I walk on. I was the first in my family to go to college. My daughter went to boarding school with the children of kings. I made that happen. You tried yourself to sleep because daddy hurt your feelings, because papa banged his secretary, because it hurt to have so much money. You spoiled, entitled, un grateful little brat you have everything handed to you on a silver platter and you squander it you're given the world and you can appreciate it because you haven't had to work for anything so now you've decided that the one thing that you want is my daughter my child mine what i made what i created you could talk about what a great lay she is to try to get a response from me all you want but guess what i am actually quite literally above your pay grade which means that i know that you believe that you are in love with her as wrong as you may be i do love her you love that she is a door marked exit you love that she is your way out because if you are with olivia pope you don't have to fulfill your father's dream of being president if you are with olivia you no longer have to be your father's son an apple never falls too far from the tree you are always going to be senator grant's disappointing boy fits she is always going to be the formidable olivia pope don't use the person that i made to make you into a man you're a boy you don't know anything about me sadly boy i know everything about you you disappoint me as a suitor for my daughter's hand. Like, yo. <laughs> you disappoint me as a suitor for my daughter. Jesus, sad. <laughs> I know everything about about you. So there's that. It's got some stiff competition. We got uh, let's get a little racism in, involved. Let's get a little racism involved. So I'm talking language. <laughs> we go from Rowan to uh, this one right here. I'm no victim. USA Lennox was right about that. But that's the only true thing that he said today. So here's the truth about me. I've worn a mask every day of my life. In high school, it was a smile that I faked to get boys to like me. In law school, I changed my name to sound more New England. 
At the law firm, I wore heels, makeup, and a wig. And when I got married, I threw myself into becoming a Keating. And it was all to create a version of myself that the world would accept. But I'm done. Instead, I stand before you, mask off. They tell you the God's honest. I have done many a bad thing. I've coerced witnesses, got clients to lie on the stand, bullied students to tears, manipulated jurors like you. But those are not the crimes I'm being tried for. It's murder. And I am no murderer. What I am is a survivor. I survived getting taunted by the N-word when I was in grade school. I survived the sexual abuse by my uncle when I was 11. I survived losing my first love, Eve, because I was scared to be gay. Then the death of my son in a car accident, the murder of my husband, then alcoholism, depression, grief, and every death leading up to this trial. But today, you decide. But you still know this Am I a bad person? You married him. do you some good to actually watch Well, the mask is off, so I'm going to say yes. But am I the mastermind criminal who pulled off a series of violent murders? Hell no. Who I am is a 53-year-old woman from Memphis, Tennessee, named Anna May Harkness. I'm ambitious. Black, bisexual, angry, sad, strong, sensitive, scared, fierce, talented, exhausted. And I am at your mercy. Jay got a little choked up there, I see. <laughs> so, that's at least... I, I'm going to skip the other one from, from How to Get Away with Murder. I, I liked it, but I, but I think that one was a little better. Than, uh, her uh, uh, closing argument with the uh, Supreme Court. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to play one of my other... Well, no. I'm going to play this one that I didn't think originally was going to be that good mm-hmm. until I went back and listened to it. I, I'm, I, I used to be a fan of BoJack Horseman, the show, on Netflix. Uh, I like BoJack was too. I, 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 it's, it started to get a little dry to me. <laughs> I know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm bypassing the fact you call the BoJangles, I know, I know. Right, because I'm just like... Oh, I'm bypassing. I'm, I'm, I'm bypassing. You said. what you talking about. Yeah, BoJack Bo Horseman is a, is a the horse, the horse. cartoon show on Netflix. Uh, I used to kind of like it got real dry, so I never saw this episode. So when I heard this clip, I was like, "This is it." It just had it just had a little something, it had a little something extra for me. That's all. I thought, especially for a cartoon horse, 
It, it, it was kind of deep. Horse. Yeah, BoJack Horse was a cartoon horse. Yes. So he said cartoon horse. Like Mr. Egghead. My mom died and all I got was this free churro. You know the shittiest thing about all of this? Is when that stranger behind the counter gave me that free churro, that small act of kindness showed more compassion than my mother gave me her entire goddamn life. Like, how hard is it to do something nice for a person? Oh, yeah. This woman at the jack-in-the-box didn't even know me. I'm your son. All I had was you. I have this uh, friend, and right around when I first met her, her dad died. And I actually went with her to the funeral. And months later, she told me that she didn't understand why she was still upset because she never even liked her father. It made sense to me because I, I went through the same thing when my dad died and I'm going through the same thing now. You know what it's like? It's like that show Becker, you know, with Ted Danson. I watched the entire run of that show hoping that it would get better and it never did. It had all the right pieces, but it just it could have put them together. And when it got canceled, I was really bummed out. Not because I liked the show, but because I knew it could be so much better, and now it never would be. And that's what losing a parent is like. It's like Becker. Suddenly you realize you'll never have the good relationship you wanted. And as long as they were alive, even though you'd never admit it, part of you, the stupidest goddamn part of you, was still holding on to that chance. And he didn't even realize it until that chance went away. My mother is dead, and everything is worse now. Because now I know I will never have a mother who looks at me from across the room and says, Bojack Horseman, I see you. Yeah. That had some weight to it, for, to me. It was. Yeah, it has a lot of truth about about that. I mean, that is what I've heard pretty much anyone who's had a rocky or rough relationship with a parent that mm. that basically mirrored the sentiment of everyone that I've heard. That's how they feel when they pass. You you lose it. You you don't mourn. You actually don't mourn what you actually lost. You end up mourning what never was. Yes. That's why. That's why I chose it. Like I heard it, I was like, God, dog, that's for especially for like if you know the show BoJack Horseman, it's a stupid show. But for them to put that much weight in a scene, and whoever does the voiceover, to to put the right type of gravitas behind his voice to do it, I mean, it, it deserves on here. I'm gonna hit Jay's uh, JC's. Uh, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> I'm gonna hit JC. That was a powerful monologue. <laughs> I'm gonna hit JC's uh, uh, favorite one up uh, last words. That there you go. Tom coming up and saying what he had to say, which was man. This I think was JC's favorite monologue tonight. We got San Antonio. Well, I mean, of the ones that he because he he personally said this. Um. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to stare, it's just... This is Olivia Pope. I don't get to look at you very often. Just, just, I'm usually working, scanning the perimeter, protecting my president the way I do. I'm in the room, but I'm never in the room. You're usually in the corner of my eye. I've never seen you. And you are beautiful. The face that launched a thousand ships. Tom. I need you to tell me the truth about who ordered you to kill the president's son. I need to know. Why did you leave him? Tom, I need answers. So do I. 
I have had so many questions for so long that I've been wanting to ask me, what is it that is so special about you? You have so much power over him. He revolves around you, so I don't understand. Why did you leave him? I'm not answering Was this an order from command? My father? My father doesn't give me orders. You think you... Oh, you think you have a father. I am so sorry, but you don't have a father. You have command. You were raised by command. Command doesn't have a family. Command has soldiers. You take orders like any other soldier. You've been taking orders from command since the day you were born. Who made you kill the president's son? He came to your apartment once after you left town. He insisted. So we brought him middle of the night, not even a follow car, just four agents and my president. I think he had to see it for himself, see that you were really gone. We had a key from the landlord. The president went in and he just... The other three agents stayed outside in the hall, but eventually I went in too because of the sound. He was making this noise, not crying, more like, I don't know. I've never heard a noise like that before. He stopped when I came in and we just didn't talk about it. He's my president. He needed you. He was in pain. He wanted to die. He tried, you know. Once could protect him from everyone except you I could never protect him from you Miss Pope you are beautiful but really it's what's behind your eyes I can see it and you know they all love you my president, Jake, command, they all love you, and I can see it. I can see why Helen of Troy, the face that launched a thousand ships. She didn't have a father either, though. Her father was a god. Okay, Jake, I'm safe from. I really want that personal price plan. Mister? Yeah, yeah, man. So I got one more, but I'm not. I'm gonna play it after y'all pick because I don't think any of y'all gonna pick the one that I have I'm next. I just like it. I think I think you're probably gonna go with from what we played so far. I think you're probably gonna go with Tom's. I am actually. <laughs> I figured so. Like Rose was dope, but Tom has so much conviction behind. It was like he was really in the spirit of that role, like. And the parallels mm -hmm. between her and Helen of Troy, the face that launched a thousand ship. It did, it, and I think that well, y'all wouldn't know. Well, you wouldn't know the depth behind that conversation. Not just when she left, but also the fact that he literally declared war yeah. on another country for her. For her, like <laughs> literally. I'm a scandal fan. I'm rebinging it. Being on speaking. the black market. For her, Man. like yeah, bro, like <laughs> it's it's that that scene. It it, 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 it it makes it so deep, like to know the backstory behind 
you know, what Ron was doing was he was setting the record straight and putting a boy in his place. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just any personal. It's the person of yeah, the United yeah. States. He was letting him know that he was not the one in charge. That the person who was sitting there in handcuffs, in chains, strapped to a chair, was in fact the person with absolute power. So that was just putting the president in this place. But Tom was trying to get understanding <laughs> as to why all these powerful men are falling on themselves. <laughs> like, it's crazy. For you? For you. <laughs> like, that's crazy. What you think, my Which one? Before I play my which one? That's, uh, I, I do agree um, about that one. I'm probably going to go ahead and pick the other one. I do want to give some honorable mention to the one from How to Get Away with Murder because um, at the last half of her monologue, where she basically listed off all those varying emotions mm-hmm. is I would probably say as as a black woman that's that's my life so I definitely identify with that um, so I definitely wanted to to shout that out but just as far as just everything you hear that, Jay? that she's stressed she's hurt she's angry I know. I'm just playing. it's all your fault <laughs> no, cuz I'm foul <laughs> 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 No, but they ain't gonna let me live that. No, it's not that. It's just like when you know she went back to high school and just everything that life you know that involves mm-hmm. life. I mean, I I definitely feel that. And not only fact that, but she quiet as cat. She was the only innocent person in the courtroom. Right. Really? That's what that's what messed <laughs> that's, me up. That's so crazy. She about went on a trial. Everybody for else in that daggone courtroom was a murderer. She is the only one who so, never so basically, killed anyone. So basically, no. She and never I'm asked anybody to do it on her behalf. None of that. These people, she she's worked the entire series trying, trying to keep to them, keep from, them jail. from jail and help them cover up their mistakes. Everybody, not just the students, her understudies and <laughs> yep. staff, yep. her husband. So they all her boyfriend, everybody. If you was on that show as a main character, you killed somebody. Annalise was trying yes. to you out. Hmm, that's an interesting concept. Nigga, watch the show. Pick, pick, pick your one before I play mine. Before I play this last one. Um, the one Jay she had. Tom. Yeah, I think that was the best one. Okay, I don't. I don't even want to know why you said it's the best. Which one, one did you pick? pick? The other one from um, Scandal. Oh, the dad. oh, really? The dad. Roland and Tom's are like neck and neck for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the Bojack one just because it had weight, but this one I'm gonna play is my favorite only because it's scandal. No, um, it's from the show called The Newsroom. Uh, I I loved it because first of all I like white people talking trash about America uh, and burst and busting bubbles. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. That was good. He did it in such a way that just is. It's shocking to people who think that America is so great. And one of the reasons that I love this monologue wasn't just for the content, but because y'all have probably never seen the newsroom. This is, I believe, if memory serves correctly, this is the first or second scene, maybe the third scene, of the the opening, uh, opening episode of the show. This sets the tone 
for how this man is as a news anchor and how what he feels. He's a Republican who hates Republicans right now. It's it's based around the whole time where they start we started dealing with Donald Trump as our president <clears throat> and the Tea Party and all of that type of stuff. Like, and, and if you've ever seen these kinds of debates and these kind of these uh, uh, town hall meetings. Everybody's supposed to think that America is the greatest country ever. That's actually the question that was presented to him you know, that he had to answer. And I know you're about to play it. Go ahead. But what he, the thing about it, the thing that was so crazy about me is the way they kind of played to the left what he said about the Declaration of Independence, which is actually all facts. Yes. Like, how did y'all skip? And that, you want to talk about how great America is? It's because of that document that you did, what? That you crap on all the, here's what, this monologue actually is the reason I started watching the series. It's a pretty good series too, but this this monologue is what is, I saw it on Facebook one day, and I watched. So, what show is this from? Yeah, that was out of pocket. <laughs> so, it was out of pocket. Here it is. Um, where you at? Where you at? There you are. And that's why I said all the ones you sent were very good. You know, you did your best work. But I just had to pick something, but. I like something about every single monologue. And that one where Rowan told her that he is the hell. And I'm a sophomore. I, I, I almost picked it. Man, and I stopped because it was like, I already have Rowan with you are. Well, like I said, I could have literally chosen almost every scandal monologue. For real. Yeah, I'm not, it just, it was, he's just he, that good. Even Columbus Short had a nice monologue. Like yeah, he did. <laughs> Scandal has a really good writing. For me, this this one of the ones that are there, it, this is the one I like the most. On to the next question. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what? <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. And so he's thinking he's on this little seat, but she's actually there. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is it not the greatest the country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. You're, 
Let's talk about... Fine. Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. <laughs> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered first step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Not one lie told. Not one. Not a one. I, I love that monologue because of that. Not so for me... How are you gonna play your pick after we choose? Cause I know y'all want. I knew y'all want to choose that one. Well, you know that that was actually really good. Look, if money is a game, then whose know, playbook do you want to use? I, I know the one right, your parents right. taught you. Because I, I know you. Well, first of all, I knew you was gonna choose Tom because you specifically rooted that one out. There's a reason you rooted that one Absolutely, out. Absolutely, because that was just. I, it's 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 just the death. I knew of the monologue. I knew it. I knew the entire uh, uh, the entire topic board, Jay. So he wasn't gonna pick it. Were you, you were the only one iffy. Were you right? Because as you know, someone owning a, a character, <laughs> <laughs> for y'all who didn't hear that, Jay said to JC or JC said to Jay, "I'm shallow preacher." All the shade is on point today. 
I mean, I don't see a lot told, but you know. Yeah, from an acting perspective, he that that they own that character really hard. But I I just like that. I love the content because mm-hmm. that is literally my sentiments exactly on a lot of things American. Absolutely, mine too. That's the other reason I love I, I, I that I gravitated to that monologue, which made me gravitate to towards the show. So since Scandal is no longer on, you can still you can still uh, watch Scandal on Hulu. Shout Wait, out to Hulu. Oh my gosh. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I tried. I thought it was still on air. So you can watch Scandal on. for like five years now. <laughs> on Hulu. Um, How many seasons is it? Enough that you can watch it. Go, go watch it. Go check out Hulu. Go to your Hulu and watch Scandal. There you go. Uh, but for those who want, who want to see the newsroom, it's on HBO Max. It's called the Newsroom. No. I just said the show was up. I said that. What is wrong with your boy? I don't pay attention, Jesse. I see. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into this last, this last, this, this last one. Oh, uh, yeah, right. nigga. We talked about it. What was the other one? I did kind of think that we were maybe planning ahead <laughs> for future. Oh, what, what is it? That's the the bit one. That's the that's the. the uh, oh, okay. Come on, let's get yeah. it. Let's go. Get out the way. <laughs> she said, "Let's get it out the way." <laughs> we having three banters? Yeah. Why not? Because we have a hard enough time coming up with them. Like. <laughs> you want to serve the banters? You're saying, like. no. Uh, Especially because because uh, the passage crew won't be back the, uh, for the next podcast because y'all was out of town or he's out of town, something like that. So get them all out while we can. Um, all right. So this one is. Uh, everybody knows I'm a comic fan. JC's a comic fan. Jay just lies, so you know. I guess he likes I'm a comic fan. Like, I, <laughs> I'm the I one that was asking all the questions about Red Fox and all the rest of the, the legendary icon. No, that's just because you decided to not read what I said. I'm uh, other than like Kevin Hart when I when I gave the question. I said give underrated. So I said give me two to four underrated. Or, or underrated or, or not always said comics because the people who are going to be on this list are not people who were mentioned who are going to be said. And this thing came back with, where's Dave Chappelle? Where's Eddie Murphy? I, they're not legends. I just, anyway, so these are some, some bits. We're going to choose the ones that we find the funniest. Um, I'm going to go in, in, in just a random order. I'm gonna play the Bill Crawford one first. I like it. Yeah, we found. We found these clips. I didn't say we found. Where's the Bill Crawford one? I I couldn't find the Bill Crawford one I wanted, so I had to set up for this one. When you said the Bill Crawford, I was reminded it's the same special. I couldn't find the clip. His latest special. I forget what the bit was, but that latest special was just funny. The Bill Crawford's hilarious. That latest special got me in tears. Oh, you probably have seen this, but hopefully you still like it. The what I wanted was where was when he was talking to the female whose balls was hanging out and he looked, Sir, your balls. I am a lady. Sir, <laughs> your lady balls. Sir, <laughs> you So this is Lavelle Crawford. Shout out to Lavelle. Man, the funniest clip was when they was all like the hood. Like, white mom black, who had your mom in? You go to the grocery store, she pulls up in the grocery store. Oh, oh, oh. 
<clears throat> and all we got to give you that briefing. Now, I'm finna go in this grocery store to put a little something on the light bill. Cause they about to cut our shit off. But I ain't that worried about it. Cause I put the bill in your name. <laughs> then, I'ma use the rest of the money to get us something to eat. Now, when we get up in this damn store, I don't want you touching shit. I don't want you asking for shit. Matter of fact, I want your eyes closed. Because I don't want your ass looking at shit. Now grab one of them grocery baskets and put your baby sister in the front of the basket and put your other sister in the back of the basket. And let me tell you one more time. If you hit the back of my heel, With that basket. Two chops to the throat. Two chops to the damn throat. And let me tell you one more thing, Lavelle Maurice Crawford. If you get up in this store and act any kind of food, and I do mean any kind of food, I'm gonna kill all three of y'all. Cause I'm 17. <laughs> and I can go to jail and get out and still be young enough to make three more just like y'all. And Lavelle, I don't like how your hair growing in anyway. Repeat what I said. Go ahead. You said, we going in the grocery store to put a little something on the light bill. Cause they about to cut our stuff out. And then you say it. You ain't that worried about it. Cause you put the bill in my name. And then you say it. Then you're gonna use the rest of the money to get us something to eat. And then you said, now, when we get up in this store, I better not touch. Say shit if you want to. Go to say shit. And watch me pull your lungs out your damn chest. You want me to pull your lungs out your chest? Don't say shit like you're grown. Go ahead. 
He said, don't touch nothing. Then he said, don't ask for nothing. Then he said, matter of fact, you want my eyes closed. Cause you don't even want me looking at nothing. But could I ask you something? What is it? I'ma see where I'm going. In my eyes closed. You want me punching in the back of your head so your eyeball pop out in your cheek? Then you said, grab one of them grocery baskets. They put my baby sister in the front of the basket. And then you said, put my other sister in the back of the basket. Then you said, let me tell you one more time. He said, if I hit the back of your head with that basket, Two shots to the throat. Two shots to the throat. Then he said, let me tell you one more thing, Lavelle Maurice Crawford. He said, if I get up in the store and act any kind of food, then he said, and I do mean any kind of food. He said, you gonna kill out three of us. Cause you 17. And you can go to jail and get out and still be young enough to make three more just like us. Cause you don't like how my hair growing in anyway. That's Lavelle, that's Lavelle. <laughs> I love that clip. Then we got, uh, who else up, who else up? We're going to get Dion Cole out the way. Love Dion Cole. Yo, I got some jokes that I want to do real quick, man. I wrote some jokes down, see if, uh... See if they work or not. Hopefully they work, and if they do cool, if they don't, then I'll never see y'all ever again. You ever offer somebody a mint and they don't take it? Mint? I'm good. So what you gonna do? Cause something needs to be done and if you ain't pull out no mints and you don't want my mint, like should I go, you go? Fellas, you ever see an ass so nice on a woman, you end up meeting a cool-ass brother? <laughs> a woman walk by you in a nice ass, she be like, ooh, look at that motherfucker ass. 
and then you look up and you see a guy catching you looking at the ass. And you Motherfuckers are all right, wasn't it? She had that motherfucker swinging, didn't she? That's her third time walking by here, ain't it? She work around here, don't she? Yeah, I, I seen her last week, yeah! Boy, she a bad motherfucker, ain't she? <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm Dion. What's your name, brother? <laughs> Do big girls get kidnapped? I never seen one for ransom. No, this is good. We're gonna do. Get so, in the car. Get your ass in the car. Would you just get in the car? That's so funny. This nigga is hilarious, bro. Is Arby's actually another way of saying R-B, which is short for roast beef? Apologize for fucking y'all up on that one. <laughs> I thought we were here comically, but I'll bring it back down my phone. It was my, I, I assume we was here and we wasn't. I'll, I'll, I'll take that off as well. <laughs> Harvey. I love, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I love it. He's not my all-time favorite. He's one of my favorites and I love this show. It's, it's, his, it, it, probably his icon. Most See, the difference between can firing black people and white people is this. When you fire white people, they don't ever see it coming. <laughs> and it's a little time and the reason I love it is I- What are you talking about? What are you nuts? For crying out loud! For the love of God! For Pete's sake! Oh, they got a list of shit they go down when they think their ass is gone. Because they can't believe they're getting fired. See, black people, on the other hand, we figure, well, any day now. My ass ought to be out of here. See, we know if there's some fine going on, we first. So we pretty much expect it. I know what I'm talking about because I done had a lot of jobs before I got into this right here. I done had probably 10, 11 jobs. Out of them 10, 11 jobs, I've been fired probably 10, 11 times. 
If you shop on Amazon, you should use this tool. It's a browser extension that... This one job, I mean, last she, job I had, I suddenly showed I had this boss named Tom. Tom was white. I liked Tom. Tom was fair. Know, right? <laughs> he was just a fair man. I had never had a beef with him. Tom was gonna fire this white guy named Bob. I like Bob. I used to go to lunch with Bob. Met Bob's family. Bob's a nice guy. So Tom came out the office one morning to fire Bob. Bob was just sitting there. See, right away, if I see Tom walking to my desk, you know, I perk up. Because this could be it. Bob ain't even looked up. You know, Tom walked his ass out there. You know, your boss's ass is kind of tight anyway. I don't know why that is. They always walk like somebody pushing them, you know. I don't know why they ass be tired. I don't know if they scared somebody gonna break something off in it or what. But it doesn't look like somebody pushing them in the ass all the time. And he walked this tight ass out up, up to Bob's desk and he walked over there. <laughs> hey, Bob? Bob, can I see you in my office for a moment, please? Bob said, sure thing, Tom. Bob stood right up walked right into Tom's office and said, uh, Tom, you wanted to see me? <laughs> what the hell do you mean does he want to see you? He just walked out to your desk and said, Bob, can I see you in my office for a minute? What is this bullshit about? It's denial. He don't see it coming. And Tom proceeded to find Bob right by the book. Yo, Bob. <laughs> the board meeting this past week and after going over the board we were kind of looking at your evaluation and well I'll tell you the truth you're just not cutting it Tom what are you saying you know good and hell well what he's saying your ass is almost out of here you see what the hell's going on but denial Tom said listen to me Bob, you're making this so difficult. I know you're going to have a tough time explaining this to Becky. But we're going to have to let you go. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Tom, what am I going to do? What about the mortgage? What about the children's college fund? Oh, Father God. Yeah, but when you go out there to fire Willie, it ain't gonna go like that. See, believe me, when you go out there to fire Willie, you gotta take a whole nother approach. Tom came out there one day to fire Willie, and I sat next to Willie. Willie was my boy for sure. So soon as Tom came out the office, me and Willie just went. Cause we know something finna go down now. Tom walked his ass right up to Willie. Willie, can I see you in my office for a moment, please? What for? <laughs> what the hell are we going in the office for, Tom? You got something to tell me, you tell me right here. I got a desk right here. I ain't going in the office. You got something to tell Willie. You need to tell Willie right here. Now, Tom. 
know he got a problem. He know he got to get this altercation behind closed doors right now because he know Willie finna show his whole ass. Willie finna act a damn fool out here. Willie finna tap all these cubicles in this office. S something finna go down. So Tom Helm got his ass in office. Willie stood up before Willie walked in. Willie started walking around the desk talking to me. Willie said, uh huh. Uh huh. There finna be some bullshit in here. Yeah, I know some bullshit when I see it. Yeah, buddy. Uh huh. What the hell he calling me in office for? I've been here 12 years, bastard. Ain't never asked me to come in the damn office before. It's gonna be some shit in here. Uh, I'ma go in there, I'll go on in there, but I tell you what, better not be for what I think it is. I know that. So Willie walked right up in Tom off. What's up, Tom? Tom tried to fire Willie just like he fired Bob. Yo, Willie! <laughs> We were at the board meeting last week, you know. We were going over your evaluation. What valuation? I ain't seen no goddamn valuation. When did you have the valuation? I didn't, well, I wasn't there for it. Did you post it on the board in the cafeteria last week? I ain't seen nothing. I tell you right now, I ain't signing shit. Jesus, Willie! Come on, you're making this so difficult. All right then, Tom. Go ahead. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. Say it. You better not say what I think you about to say. Say it. Say I'm fired. Say I'm fired. I swear to God, I'll burn this motherfucker. Say it down. Say that I'll set this motherfucker on fire. Say it. You better not say I'm fired. Say I'm fired. Say it. Say it, Tom. Say it. I kill your kids. I kill your kids. I kill your kids, Tom. I kill your kids. <laughs> Jesus, Willie. I know you're going to have a tough time explaining this to Wilhelmina. Oh, this ain't about no Wilhelmina. This about Willie Turner. <laughs> Willie, we're going to have to let you go. Oh. Oh, no, the fuck you didn't. Oh, I know. You ain't finna let Willie Turner. Oh, don't nobody let Willie Turner go. That's bullshit. All right, fuck it. Give me a check. Give me a check. Give me my check. Give me a check. Give me my check. Don't play with my money. Give me a check. I, I burned it. I said it. I swear to God. Give me a check. Give me a check. Willie, we've got two weeks to send you your money. You ain't got no two weeks with Willie Turner money. Give me my money now. <laughs> Willie don't see the security that surrounded the building. <laughs> Willie don't see the rifles aimed at his back. All Willie know is he ain't leaving here without his check. Stand up straight, it's gotta be. The infamous. 
there's a white boy that ran track for a motherfucking living. He ran track for a motherfucking living and he lost both his motherfucking legs. Now, I hate losers and quitters, but I feel like if you run for a motherfucking living and you lose both of your motherfucking legs, you should be allowed to sit this motherfucker out. You have done everything there was for you to do. And this motherfucker on some gangster shit decide not only is he gonna walk again, he decide he gonna fucking race again. Now you got to be in tune with your fucking star player to pull this shit off. Cause they made him some aluminum racing legs and shit look like bent back paper clips and shit. Just... wrong with me. Some of you motherfuckers saw the story. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. It looked like them back paper clips, like two baby boomerangs and shit. That's what he had to run on. That motherfucker had to be in tune with his star fucking player, because sometimes motherfuckers ain't gonna have your back like you think you should. And this motherfucker now gotta come in on his aluminum racing legs and race again. And he gotta try to come in and be all calm and smooth and not draw too much attention to himself. Tink, tink, tink. Motherfuckers fucking with him and shit. Yeah, you gotta go over there and sign up first before you race. Okay, motherfucker. Yeah, they said I gotta sign up first. It's no sign up at all. He all at the starting line, you know motherfuckers fucking with him, doing all sorts of unnecessary exercises with their legs and shit, just on your mark. started running this motherfucker started winning and you know a hater can't stand a goddamn winner and the last place you want to be in a motherfucking foot race is behind the motherfucker with no goddamn foots that's the last i bet that motherfucker's mad as shit <laughs> But you gonna have to be in tune with your star fucking player because these haters do not play fair. These hating ass motherfuckers at the Olympic Committee let this motherfucker race and then waited till he won and then disqualified him and said, and I quote, he had an unfair advantage. motherfucker running with no goddamn legs now who the fuck you talk about poor little tink tink <laughs> think about that when you think you having a bad goddamn day <laughs> I'm gonna go play one more I had three more but I'm gonna go play one more three more huh yeah three more yeah yeah I legitimately what's the think, other three uh the one I'm playing and two others <laughs> I, I legitimately didn't think the first two uh, topics were going to go as long as they did. That's why I came up with so many. But I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do this one. YouTube tells you how long the videos No, no, not the clips. I'm talking about the topics we had at the oh. beginning. Oh. 
I didn't think I actually talk to you. <laughs> I didn't know that you can get mad at kids to the point where you want to fight. <laughs> like, you can want to fight a kid, man. Kids are assholes. Like, my daughter is an asshole. <laughs> She is. Like, we argue. Me and my daughter honestly argue. She can't even talk. Like, she know a couple words, right? She put a couple sentences together. But it's like every time I tell her something, she always got something to say back. It don't matter what I say, she always got to give me something back. And it makes me mad. We got to an argument over juice the other day. She came into the room. She's like, Daddy, juice. I said, no. You had enough juice. Go get some water. And she looked at me. She was like, do me guy, my tongue. Do me guy, guy. Mm, Juice. And I looked at her. I'm like, who the fuck you think you talking to? Sit your little ass down and get the goddamn. I was so mad. I was mad because I knew she knew what she was trying to say. She just didn't know how to say it. You know what I mean? Like, like in her mind, she was like, you black midget bitch. Get the, get the juice, punk ass daddy. I knew that's what she was saying. I could tell by her hand movement. She's doing a guy, all this guy, uh, mm. She's like, you black midget bitch, get the... I was so mad. I wanted to punch her right in the throat. It's my damn baby, though. It's my daughter, man. If you're going back to school, before you submit your essays, run it through Grammarly. All right, so... What was the other two that you didn't pick? Oh, Patrice O'Neill, who's one of my favorite comments of all time. His isn't as much funny as it is just a great bit. He's dealing with uh, the value of white women and how in America white women mean more than anybody else and you can tell how <coughs> valuable a white woman is based upon how long you think they'll look for her. And like, because he has a mostly black audience, mostly black females in the front of his audience pissed off him saying that. So he proved his point. At the time there was uh, uh, Natalie Hath Holloway and some other chick that had gotten lost, and he was and he was acting like he couldn't think of her name, the white chick's name, and everybody in the audience was screaming her name out. And so then he goes back and tries to tell them the black chick's name, and nobody knew her name. He said, "See, this is how you know. This is how you know the value. They're not gonna look for a black woman." So I love, I just love the way he crafted that joke. And the other one is uh, Louis C.K. I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan as well. He's also talking about having a fight with his kid because his kid is uh, pronouncing Fig Newtons as Pig Newtons and the fact that he wanted to kill his kid unnecessarily off of it the way he crafted that joke. Thus was those two. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't like Lucy K, but you're, you're a joke racist, you're, you're a comedic racist, so it's all right, I, I get it. Not I don't want to subject you to the joke twice, it's okay, don't worry. Because all them comedians that be in them Comedy Central roles, they are hilarious. That's because they're not really telling jokes. They're, they're, they're being black and playing the dozens. That's really what the roasts are. It's just the person who's getting roasted just can't really make a comeback. Well, you can wait them. Okay. You can, the, the person getting roasted comes yeah, back at, at the end. Yeah, at the end, you don't count. When you, when you, do the, when you, when, when you really roasted and, and, and playing the ball, and playing, and playing the dozens or Jones or how, whatever region you grew up in, that's what you call it, it's a back and forth. It's not that you could just say uh, uh, an entirely scripted, 30 minute bit and then I get to come back afterwards and say and say four lines that's not how that works well, so. I'm just saying them ain't funny people um, um, it's a lot of them it's just that he ain't one of them N- n- name three white name three white comics you, you, you think of funny I'm horrible with names exactly um, but so you know <laughs> Jay who's one of the ones you showed me what? okay <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Jason, <laughs> so Jason, I'm guessing you going with Dion. It ain't gonna be Steve. <laughs> I'm going with Cat. You going with Cat? I'm not. I'm not going with Cat only because I couldn't find the one I wanted. Tink Tink, no, no. Tink Tink is Tink Tink is funny, but it's not the funniest one of the other ones I want. I really wanted the one we was talking about. This. I could not. It's the same special. Um, I'm going with Dion's because Dion's to me of the two was funnier. But Cat Williams in that special, especially with the bit I couldn't find, is funnier. And then Dion special. Who you going with, Jeff? Me? Mm. Definitely ain't Steve. Um. This nigga about Big Bird on the screen talking about I'm going with Dion because I think I've all the clips in the funny. He definitely was. I also couldn't find the I couldn't find the Lavelle Crawford clip I wanted either. So Lavelle is hilarious. Lavelle is crazy funny. His new stand up is just so hilarious, bro. That nigga here. Yeah, but out of what was played tonight, specifically Deion Coates was the funniest. But Cat Williams is hilarious. I've actually seen him live. He's hilarious. All right, that's it. Who you have? I said I was going with Dion. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I literally said that. Great banter. <laughs> <laughs> that banter's bantering. <laughs> we out. Um, yeah, you know where to find these niggas on on at and stuff. You know, find little sloppy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the last two been sloppy. This what it is. Get it on a very low. You know where they at. This is Low Vibration Podcast. Yo, I just saw your post on that. <laughs> What's up with this high vibration, low vibration? Can't we just eat Thanksgiving dinner and get it over with? <laughs> I'm looking for the lowest vibrational plate on Thanksgiving. I just want my food. You Yo, better not, you better not be call low it lower vibe or higher. I'm going to smack you with I it saw, and I make was, another one. I legitimately just saw that clip this week. And I was like, what the and First so, of all, this so chick sat there and let her talk in her face like that. What chick? What clip? Oh, you, there's a there's a clip where this uh, uh, this this black this black chick who does these like motivational speeches or whatever, and she takes people on these cruises in a crazy amount of money. So they're on they're on the at the same vacation place or whatever. They got the, the what looks to be at a cookout, paper plates. Same food on the paper plates. Oh, yeah, she just got a little. The, the the coach chick just has a little less portions. It doesn't have a burger on it. So she tells the chick who's next to her who's got the burger and the ribs and the whole nine. She said, "This right here, this is a low vibrational plate right here. This right here is some hood rat stuff. I would not allow anybody to food to feed me. This is what's wrong with us. We are we're eating low vibrational stuff. We just taking any kind of thing. As she's smacking on the ribs and doing that in her face." Low vibrational food. That's that's what I really thought you were talking about when you were talking about the low vibrational. I was trying to figure out where it came from. Yeah, no, that's that's where it came from. That clip. If I, if I could find it, everybody selling 
Sure. Let me let me post some Thanksgiving. That's okay, Jesse. Yeah, that's okay. I can't wait for my little. I'm trying to get ready to go. You know, some of us have church on Sunday. That's y'all. I can't wait for my little vibrational leftovers. Gotta get some rest. I'm ready for them. I'm tired of I'm, I'm getting ready to come up on 24 hours of being awoke. Yeah, I'm trying to go to sleep. That, hey, that whole hey, situation hey, is weird. Hey. Wow, he, he claps at you like you. Clap you. <laughs> is that what's going on over there at Two Cedar Run? He said, yo. <laughs> paintbrushing. Don't paintbrush. Yo, this is it. Are you going to play it anymore? <laughs> <laughs> They put this on my plate. I will not let, no, I don't do what they do. I do what I do. But see, I would never be in a place that looks like this. I'm saying, hey, a million dollars for this person. It deserves better than that. That's a low vibration. It's the same thing. I would have been like, I'll play like that. I'll tell you what I want. You don't tell me what I want. So my thought process is if you put it on my plate, but I don't have to eat it, I got the distance. I won't even look at it and look. That make you look bad. I'm a queen. Queen is playing like. Mm. If you eat that food, you play together. She called her. Who's royalty? They would say this person. Mm. I agree. That's a good way. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that just let people give them what they want them to have. Mm. And they mm. accept mm. it. And Storm is teaching me right now. Yeah. Oh, Storm is teaching me. Don't accept what they put on your mm. Nice people to her house to take a look. I'm about to do a side by side of it on TikTok. And when it gets to my part, I'm gonna say bitch, but it's gonna be bleeped out. <laughs> and then I'm gonna end it. <laughs> Alright, that's how we gonna end it. What was the Jason name? Tell the fuck, uh, oh, wait, wait. wait. Oh, yeah, we were still live. The mic is hot. <laughs> yeah, it was hot, dog. It was hot. Oh. Not only was it oh, hot, it oh, was still live. Yeah. yeah, dog is hot. <laughs> See, I, I, I told you don't play that daggone clip, Jesse. It's time to go. Go. We just chopped it up the last time. Don't chop it up. Y'all heard it here first. Spirit of a vibe, bro. This is a podcast after dark, eh? I'm here too now. They move here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they moved to uh, Kennesaw. Ooh. The spirit oh. of the dive hobby. Oh, no. Well, I ain't me. <laughs> You said you know where to find us, Jesse. You already ended it. No. You sitting there playing clips and stuff. Dang on it. About to make me real big mad around this bitch. <laughs> 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 you know this is gonna get out, brother. Jesus Christ. This is his Got me firing off the B word on this good Christian wholesome <laughs> podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus, don't put me in that. I had them do it then. Now the people know how I used to be I cussed. <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking news. <laughs> so for anybody who didn't already know, which is nobody. But all right, so it's been a real... Uh, that uh, is but what was the, 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 the screen name on that TikTok it's, clip? It was, uh, low, I'll, I'll say in the link. It's like low vibrational food or something like that. No, there was I'll a say, screen name on the TikTok. Oh, I don't it's know. It's the lady's face, but I mean I, TikTok. I, I, I know, it was it. I'm trying to do the side by side. <laughs> Alright, yeah. this has been a good uh, uh, nope, real talk there. podcast. Um, oh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm head out. Sponge by me. Alright, I'm head out. <laughs> oh, where's that thread? Alright, we out, y'all. I did not say that. No, yeah, yeah. it was Taylor. <laughs>
This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk. Real Talk. This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk. Real Talk. This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk. Real Talk. 